Wilhelm the Bell would be like a little slice of hell. Wherever you dwell, whether in uh, Hilldale or Nell. Can I buy the can of peas? Are you back from jury duty now? I mean, how do you feel? How's everything this, going? This, is this the show? Is this the show? I'm, I, I, so I hear everyone keeps telling me that the show that you did uh, without me was actually the best uh, episode superior to number seven. I'm actually not. I haven't listened to it except for the oh. first maybe 15 minutes of it. Oh, huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to evaluate those things. In other words, it's better. Okay, no, that's cool. It's called reading between the lines. How was jury yeah. duty? Oh my God. Oh, sounds God. so awful. Can you talk about the case now that it's done? I can. What was but, it? But what I, was the but case? I don't, but I, won't, don't, I don't want to talk about the case. Really? <clears throat> no, I, I literally never want to think about any aspect of the case. It's like, you know, if you're Steve McQueen, like locked in the cooler, you know, uh, at a certain point, you're not going to want to think about baseball anymore, yeah. you know? And that's, that's where I am right now. I'm, I'm literally exhausted. Oh my God. Yeah. We can I, talk about that. I'm, I'm, Dan, I might be low key today. I apologize in advance. I know it's understandable. I mean, you've coffee. been in, you've been in, in hell and back. Dan, like so much of every day, every working day, every day in my repose, you're on my mind. And uh, there were so many situations when you were really on my mind. Yeah. You talk about that. Or can we talk about this music you play too at some point? Oh, the, uh, I'll give people a little, sa- a little sample of it. Yeah, give them a sample. Hang on. Like that? <laughs> we're jamming out to it here, man. Is Here's a right? cool one. Hold on. It, it's got what they call talking bass. Listen to it. Okay. What's not to like about that? Oh gosh, where do you begin? Um, well, I <laughs> just have a couple uh, quick questions on that's our uh, in, That's our tweener music. Your tweener music. Now, uh, who chooses uh, something like that? You know, I think it's me. It's all me. And, and how? How? Uh, if I could ask on redirect, how, how did how did you become familiar with something that sounds like that? This is my. You know, this hits hits home for me. No, this is uh, this is good music. You don't like that. Well, like is such a strong word. Could you read? <laughs> could you please read back uh, the the my remark? From, oh, uh, in the robot. Yes, you, know, you robot. said. Should, should, I'll tell you what. Let's act it out. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll start out after uh, one of us mentioning we had to urinate. Right. You say uh, let's let's go from then. I'm set. Okay. So you say I'm set. You say no, you say you say that I I'm say then I'm set. You say man. I say man. That, that music. That music wow. Hey, do, do the parts. Ready, man. That music. Wow. Ha ha. You dig it? Um. I love it. If a gay bar had a restroom with a dentist's office in it, this would be playing really loud. Ha ha. I think I'm ready. Okay, I'm set also. Let me tweet it out. Did you get that photo I sent you of the, of the men's room? No. Oh, oh, yes, of you in the men. Yes, I did. I was holding up food. I had food with me. Yes, it was disturbing picture of Merlin in a lot of levels. what I'm assuming is a the restroom in a court building. Yes, a Holding up like, a know. sandwich or something. I didn't um, look, it's instant, almost instantly deleted. So it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like being <laughs> instantly deleted. Really? Yeah, I couldn't. Couldn't take it. Mm-mm. Huh. Well, uh, boy, there's just so much to talk about that, that will not be interesting to people. But it's, you know, you think about what it's like to be in an airport. And with an airport, you have a really, like, depending on the kind of personality you have, you decide to get, I'm an early person. I like to get there early, you know, just so I'm not stressed out. Some people like to, like, run from their car right onto the plane. But in any case, you want to minimize the amount of time 
that you have to spend in an airport. You got to get a little bit, as you say, Zen, like chocolate, right? You got to, you got to, you got to get into <laughs> right. them. You know. But you say to yourself, well, you know, unless there is a series of cascading delays, I'm probably not going to be here for more than two or three hours. Even if I have a layover, you very rarely have a layover in my experience. That's feeling they're too short. Sometimes you go through LA and you get those crazy layovers. Uh, we got to run and run. But, um, you know, <clears throat> in this case, you know, you're in, you're in the, you're in the airport and you say, well, at least I have the consolation of knowing that I will only be here for a couple hours and then I will be closer to the destination. <sighs> so imagine it's kind of like an airport. Let's just start with the lights, Dan. You were saying, I, this is the part I did here. You're talking about the awful, I mean, fluorescent lights are just, I don't this know should, how this people should be a, This should be, when I say a show, Dan, I don't mean an episode. We should have a, a whole show. A, a property, if you like, right. about, about how the lights that we live with today are, are killing us. They're killing us. And, and, you know, anyway, I don't want to go on. Nobody cares. But I'm just saying, like, so, so the nice thing, the constellation of the airport is that you're going to eventually get to leave. And you only have to be there for a relatively finite amount of time. Now, here's the thing with jury duty. You show up. And I don't know. I've done this before. I don't know why I didn't process this correctly. This is a little bit of a rehash. But uh, you show up and they go through the process of picking people. And then you get picked. And then if you're one of the lucky Americans, you discover that you're now on jury duty. And, and, they, and it starts. And then it starts. And now, now you're on jury duty and jury duty starts. And, and this is why I was so apoplectic. Uh, see also uh, episode uh, one, two, four of this program mm -hmm. was it, it, I don't know why in my head, it was almost like the different, like the time between like, uh, a, you know, uh, the decision in a court process and then being sentenced. You figure you got like a little bit of time to get your affairs together. My affairs were not together. Mm -hmm. it, it had not occurred to me that I might get picked for jury duty and would be asked to be there for over a week and that it would just start. And that's when it all kind of settled in on me that we couldn't do the show like we wanted to. I couldn't do the other shows like I wanted to. I couldn't have my life the way that I've <laughs> shaped men uh, with a certain large piece of clay uh, to be the way that it is, which I think actually might be an interesting topic. But uh, And then you sit. You sit in a chair and the lights. Because, you know, everybody's trying to save money now. So you get those, uh, the, the color, the color of the lighting, Dan. It's overhead fluorescent, not fluorescent, I guess it's CFL technically, but. Okay. You, do, you, do you know how, do you know how flattering that light is? No, it's not, it's not a good, it doesn't bring out your best complexion. No, I, I look, I look very ill. I look like I have removed my liver and, and replaced it with like an onion bagel. It's, I, it, you look, everybody looks sick and I don't know why that it just, I feel like as I get older, I'm more aware of what things do or don't drain my energy. And I'm just going to say that sitting in a seat and listening to someone talk about the law for, for eight hours a day with, you know, enforced potty breaks <laughs> in, in, in essentially an airport where people wear robes and, uh, and, and with those, the lights, Dan, oh my gosh. I, I just, this is the thing that surprises me is that a guy with your particular Mm -hmm. issues mm. couldn't have gotten easily gotten out of being responsible for making a decision about somebody else's potentially life. Well, you know, when you put it that way, like I, was, I, I, was, I, I yeah. personally, because you, I know you, I would want you on a, on my jury. Thank you. But I feel like, but there's a risk with having you there. Oh, there's so many risks. What did, do how, why didn't you, I'm really, why didn't you try harder to get out of this? Well, 
I'm, I'm happy to answer that question, but, but let me, as uh, John Syracuse says, pop the stack. Okay. Um, you, you think that your default feeling on this is that one should try to get out of jury duty. My default feeling is a person like you and certainly a guy like me should do everything. Your Honor, within, I'm going to ask you, do you rule that as unresponsive? Everything within his power to get out of jury duty. Because of these stated reasons or because I look like a genuinely dangerous character with no, terrible No, I, I feel like a person, like I'll speak for myself. Okay. I don't feel like anybody would want me on their jury. Hmm. Uh, because because of bias or tailoring? Like, well, why? Well, I don't want, maybe it's me. I don't want to be responsible for deciding the fate of another human being. It's oh, bad enough I have to make decisions for myself and, and my own kids and family. I don't, I, I'm not qualified to decide somebody else's uh, guilt. I don't, that's too much of a burden for me. I mean, even if it's, you know, like, did this guy steal, you know, a pair of tennis shoes off the, off somebody else's porch? Like I, that maybe I could handle that kind of responsibility. Yeah. But unless in that instance, on the one hand, maybe uh, that person you find out is under jeopardy of three strikes Mm -hmm. and that was a felony uh, tennis shoe. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you say it like that, like, I just, I feel like that's, that's too much responsibility. And I hear what you're thinking. What you're thinking is that would make mm-hmm. me the perfect juror because I would truly grasp the gravity of that kind of decision, right? But you just don't care. I do care. That I care too care. much. I care if, too much. Anything, you care too much. Well, but the other side of that then is, uh, well, there's at least two more sides Do they to see it, your if face possible. if you're on the jury? Can, they, can the person who's accused see your face? They know all kinds of stuff about you. See, I, that, I couldn't do it. You should have heard me trying to describe my job. Oh my God. <laughs> and and see, this is the funny thing is how did you make it through the selection process? I, I have feelings on that. I, I think, I, I think, you know, there's this part of me, uh, as I mentioned in the other episode, I don't want to rehash it too much because it's literally not interesting, but I, um, you know, I, I thought this is, uh, you know, it's uh, something I should do. I should do and take it seriously because for the reasons you stated, which is that you would want somebody there who's going to take it seriously. But then there's another part of me that was like, I was already kind of my mind, you know, if you're somebody who, like, God love you, has a government job where you're compensated for this and you kind of don't maybe even like your job all that much. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a straw man here, but I think there are a lot of people who are e- perhaps eager to be on jury duty. They can they can uh, have somebody videotape their stories for them, you know, and they'll catch up later. Right. They're soaps. Have somebody. Right. They're uh, telenovelas, uh, as you say. And then you could have somebody walk the cat. And remove the dander, right? Uh, and you come home, and maybe your house is cleaner than when you left. Maybe you got a family member who's worried about you. But in this case, I, I got a uh, not a lot on the line, but like enough on the line that I, you know, I, I was feeling a little bit iffy about it. And then I, I had said, you know, some comments about how, uh, you know, my last experience on an actual jury had not been great. But but back to the tennis shoe kid. Uh, you know, here's the other thing, though, is that you, then you ha- yeah, you've got to evaluate all of this information that may or may not be real. But then when you go back into that really, really, really small room with the other jurors, where well, there's a bathroom right there, there's a bath- you just open the door and go to the bathroom right there. You uh, believe that? Uh, you just go yeah, right in there. All the jurors use the same bathroom. You can hear them. Really? What? Yeah. You like peeing or flushing? You can hear it. Well, it depends. It depends on how much velocity they require. Oh, right. You know, but, you know, if you're an older person or, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> Or, or someone you your age. Sure, you walk out and you get looks. Right. You go, what? What? That's normal. Yeah. But then the judge, the judge, is everything okay? 
um, the, the judge gives you very specific instructions about how to, you know, you sat there and you tried to be a, you know, a smart person, a good person and ignored the things they told you to ignore, which makes no sense to me. But then, you know, when you got to make the decision, there's all these like specifics. So in that case, it may be a question of like, uh, you know, oh, did this person have a certain kind of malice toward the person whose tennis shoes that they were stealing? Right. And, and were they aware that that person, you know, uh, you know, you try to, you have to ascribe all of this abstraction to it. Whereas you, you say to somebody, Hey, should you steal somebody's tennis shoes off the uh, porch? And you say, well, no, that, that doesn't seem right. If only it were that easy. Anyway, there's the lights. They had a really nice little snack bar though. Probably the nicest snack bar I've ever been to in my life. Hmm. And the lady, the lady who worked there, forgive me uh, listeners. I don't know if she was from New Zealand or, or maybe Australia, but she calls everybody love. She says, here's your change love. Hmm. And, and if you think that's not going to get to me, you don't know me. It got to me. It got to me, Dan, and I'm going to miss it. James I, Sarbanoff. James Sarbanoff. On, I, on Twitter. Yes. Says regarding juries, you're not judging a man. He says a man, which is not politically correct. That's a little bit ping pong. You're not judging a man against himself. You're judging an act against the law. Hmm. Hmm. Did the trial end up the way you thought it would? You mean being long? No, I mean in, you know, in the, like, did, do you it felt justice prevailed? It, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, everybody was, did the best they could, but, um, it, uh, it was, it was, it was long. I don't, you see, I don't feel like, I, I, I don't feel you like tell I you don't want to talk about it. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, you know, we've, we've got, uh, we've got our, our regular classic lineup back. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, burn our uh, airtime. Also, I'm, I'm kind of tired, so I, I'm probably not very lively today. But um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, you know, you also there's the public transit. You got to take public. I take like both ways. It's like 45 right. minutes. Ugh. You ever think about touching those poles? Yes. No, I have thought about that. You ever think about that? You ever think about like everything you know, you, you, if you were to do a mental inventory of everything you've touched, like you wouldn't be super into your hands. But now take that and multiply that by literally thousands of people you don't know and what they might have touched. You're a careful man. You're not going to lick your palm, right? Does that look clean to you? Doesn't look clean. No, no. That's what I said when I sent you that photo of me in the Fantastic Four shirt in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's a, it's a good system. I'll tell you one, one thing that you'll enjoy. I, I, I don't know if he feels this way, but I kind of bonded with, uh, you know, a few people on the, uh, on the jury as, as one does. And uh, I'll just say his name is Christian. Christian started referring to me as beautiful mind. Oh, of course. Because I was, I filled a notebook and a half with notes. And then in order to get, <laughs> in order to get a sense of this, were they relevant timeline, to the trial or were they just your own notes? <laughs> Show me all the blueprints. And then at one point I took out a stack of a hundred index cards and started writing the dates of different events on them and organizing them. And then I laid them out in a fan pattern in a semicircle mm. to try and get a visual sense of it. And I, I was really like, like, was a there one twine? Skein. Did you use twine? Yeah, I was going to say, I was about one skein of yarn short, short of a, you know, a uh, tenure track spot. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but you know, it's, there, I don't know. There are actually potentially uh, topic ish things here. Um, some of which I, I talked about last week, but you know, it's, it's the air part of the airport challenge is uh, that, you know, on the one hand, you, you, you don't know if you're going to get picked, it, it does go straight into the jury part. Like you may get to go home that night, but you're there at 9am the next day Ugh. for B an indeterminate amount of time. You got to stay there until it's done. And then when it's done, you have to take as long as it takes to make the right decision. And for the way my mind works, that's a certain kind of hell. Mm. 
You know, like if you ever had a flight delayed, for example, mm-hmm. I have. Okay. Well, you go somewhere, you arrive and stuff starts to happen. You arrive and let's say you, you got that one of those, you, you, like LA or Atlanta. I think LA is a great example because it, it's, it's literally one of the worst airports in the world. Oh my gosh. And, so and bad. You, they've cleaned it up a little bit, but the, the uh, terminal that uh, Virgin flies into, it's, it's really, it's really like a dumpster with coffee. And, and you always have to run, 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 run. And then they change the terminal that you got to run, 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 run to. And then maybe you get there. Let's say you've even made it. And then you find out that the flight is delayed. Mm-hmm. And you got this 40 minute uh, you know, window to make it to the plane. You say, okay, well, that's good. At least I made it. And they say the plane is delayed. We should know more about how long the delay will be in uh, 30 to 45 minutes. And you go, okay. That's cool. That's cool. I can, you know, I got, I got comics here. I have, I have 16 gigabytes of comics on my iPad. I will be fine. This is, I'm going to make this an opportunity, right? And then eventually, maybe at that point, it's been an hour. It wasn't really 45. And they say, you know, uh, we're still not sure how long the delay will be. Mm. Now, to me, this is hell. Because at that point, you're moving into this thing where now you're going to miss that, the connecting flight after that, maybe. Uh, but you're also, you get into this world where my mind does not thrive, which is, I don't know how long this is really going to take. And I'm very anxious about the fact that nobody else knows how long it's going to take oh, either. Yeah. And I start feeling like, you remember a couple of years ago, that guy got arrested, uh, an innocent guy got arrested at a protest and like, got, do you remember this story? He got, they were like, they, uh, they arrested a bunch of protesters and put some of them, jammed them all into cages. And then in the case of this one guy, he wasn't even in like a normal cell. They put him in like one of those broom closets that, that, that they put you in like right before you go out to appear in court or something. Mm-hmm. And they forgot about him. So imagine being in, this really is a Steve McQueen type situation. You go into this little room that's made for you to sit for 15 or 20 minutes and they forgot about him for a weekend. So he's got no potty. He's got no food. He's got no water. He started drinking his own pee pee. Mm-hmm. And then eventually. As, as you do. At, well, you know, I, I like to be green. Recycle. Reduce. Reduce. Reuse. reuse reurinate. Yes. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting away from the pee pee talk, Dan. It's gone too far. But um, so anyway, he drank his urine. And eventually someone realized, oh, there might be somebody in here. And, and there was a guy, I, I think at that point he had like maybe even tried to take his own life because you don't even know. You don't even know. If they give you a life sentence, you go, oh, okay, this is going to suck. But at least now, you know, I could uh, read some books or, you know, work out. But in that case, you're in an empty room. And that's, that's, I have such a panicky mind that it doesn't take that much for me to go, in, in the case of like jury duty, is that let me just keep double checking that that door is not locked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make you feel crazy balls? Well, you're, it's the self-preservation instinct just gone a little bit haywire. Yeah, you know. I think a lot of my anxieties are as with the bathroom. Oh. I, you know, you know that's a, for me that's a little bit of a bit. It's just I just shouldn't think about it. Right, it you just thought that I it was a bit for me, and then you realized. I hope you realized that it's not a joke. It's really, really not a joke for you. Yeah. It's a value. It is a value. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm really glad it's done. And, but, you know, it also makes me really kind of, not depressed, but it makes me wish I were more resilient. It's like, you know, like in Seinfeld where Elaine's stuck on the subway and right. she keeps going, think about people in concentration camps. <laughs> like, people can get through worse than this. And it doesn't take that much. It takes like 10 minutes of inconvenience. For, for me to be like coming up with what people have survived. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't I'm not really hardy, require. And I'm not, I'm not hardy. I'm not hardy, but uh, I'm glad, I am glad it's over, but I, I have realized um, one of the things I was thinking about, I don't know if this is a thing to talk about here, but I was thinking about like what a whiny little 
punk I've sounded like to everybody in my life for the last whatever week and a half. And it's partly because like, this is really like over the top. That's fine for Merlin stuff. But it's funny because there is almost like this sliding scale of suffering where first of all, we'll take it as read that everybody thinks their problems are worse than everybody else's. You know, like, um, you know, f- what do they call it? Like the fundamental attribution error kind of problem. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also weird because like it's um, when you set your life up to, to be a certain way and half, half succeeded with it, uh, you know, <laughs> even small inconveniences can be really annoying. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Do you want to start the show? Right now? I mean, are you ready? I'm ready if you are. Sure. Okay. Whoa, that music. Wow. Yeah. Did you like that? Oh, boy. It was kind of like um, tab over here. Um, now, now, uh, good week? Big, big week. Huge week. I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. Last time I saw you. Last we, time we did a show, we, we were hand, hand in hand doing the show. Yeah. Hand in hand, gland in gland, right in the same room. And then I haven't talked to you in a really long time. Because mm-hmm. you now, you, did you travel? Is that correct? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I wasn't even trying to be clever. Didn't, if you can say, didn't yeah, you actually say. go to LA? Yeah, went to went to San Francisco for a week and got back for a week and then went to LA for two two or three nights uh, to meet with our um, one of our big, 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 big sponsors. I'm proud of you for doing that. It's no big deal. This is the thing. All any travel anxiety and issues I ever had, fear of flying, hating hotel, that's gone. That's an ancient history for me. I go. You started I tra- drinking it. You started drinking again. Drinking again, and yes. you know it's 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 like NBD now to, to get on a plane and travel. I don't even NBD. care. I don't even. Th- I travel more than you now, which is that's right. Funny. Well, again, that's what it's no big duty. deal. People think that I like. I'll I'll tweet that I'm somewhere. This is after I've taken like ten trips in the last six months. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just not saying you. Tra- I'm saying people will tweet. Drag. I didn't know you got on an airplane, Dan. What about the germs? I'm not. I'm not germaphobic the way that people think I am. It's mainly just the bathroom thing. And for me, it's people. It's just people. using it. If I have to shake a lot of hands or touch something, a lot of other people are touching. Then I'll use hand gel. But it's not like it's not like I. You know, like I can't go somewhere. Like I'm not going, I'm no John Syracuse who can't travel. I'd use, that's the old, that's years ago. That's old, old Dan. Old Dan. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just the, the whole, it was jury duty and travel. Fascinating. I, but, uh, I would rather yeah. talk about the jury duty because that's something that I just couldn't, I could not, I will, I, I feel awful about saying this, but this is a show that I feel is about honesty. Hmm. I would do everything in my power to get out of jury duty. And, and it has nothing to do with not being willing to fulfill my, um, my duties and responsibilities as an American citizen. I very much want to do that. And I would much rather do it in a million other ways, uh, than that for so many reasons that I have. It's not that I'm trying to get out of the responsibility of doing it. I'm very, very willing to to put in time. It, that's just the one way that I'm really, really not willing to put it in. I don't think they'd mm-hmm. want me anyway. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and. Um, I know you don't want to talk about it, so we don't. No, have no, to. I just I want permission to treat you as a hostile witness. When you're <laughs> when you're going when you're going through that mentally, if you were to just even lightly unpack that, what what is it about the jury duty thing that most if you think about the thing that makes you most not want to do it, what is that? Um, give me a minute. It's hard to tease apart all the... Do you want to take a recess? If you know what I mean? 
Well, I, while you're thinking I about feel, that, I, I'll just say I feel the same way about I, – I, I don't know how to describe anything. I don't know how to give a, a, an exact answer about anything. And I can always find like at least half a dozen reasons for or against anything. It's what makes me such a fruit in a lot of ways is that I, I, I feel like I'm not always sympathetic to every point of view, but I feel like I at least understand almost every point of view. Not, you know, not, not understand as in I'm a smart guy, but uh-huh. you know, I, I can see why you feel that way. I can see why you think the earth is flat because if you walk, it doesn't seem like a circle. Like I, 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 I don't think that's an accurate way to look at it, but I understand. But then in, in court, like you've got to pay attention for a really long time and I then can, apply all those things. So I could pay attention. I don't like the idea of sitting in a, in a courtroom for an extended period of time. That is something I, I probably couldn't do. Uh, the lighting would be problems. I think the responsibility and having to decide somebody else's fate would weigh on my conscience. And I have known other Buddhists who have uh, gotten out of jury duty because they have said, as a Buddhist, I can't, I can't decide this for somebody else, and they get kicked out of there. That's... Now, don't they know that you do podcasts and stuff? Like, wouldn't they not want that? Like, what if you were like David Letterman's probably not doing jury duty. I put you in that category. Thank you. I am not sure what that would have to do with it in the sense that what I don't wear pants and, and and speak freely. No, just in that you're a, you, I think of you and I know you're going to laugh. I think of you as a, a public persona in the media. I think of you as a public, a public figure. Public. I'm first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, no, I'm not. But third public persona, i.e., uh, are, are often on jury duty. I think David Letterman has done jury duty. I would not want him on my jury. Hmm. We're really having some fun now <laughs> at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Prancing fluids. Gundy gum. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's like the the crush of responsibility associated with it. Oh my God, I can't, just thinking about it, I'm starting to Okay, and, and so, so here's where we get into the irony. And I want to I wanna cut all of this out because this is not interesting. Yeah, this show this will never the irony. Okay, I think that's a good idea. Uh, do you air any of the shows or, or do I just imagine No, it? some of them, the good ones come out. Okay. Hmm, hmm. I'd love to get into how you determine that at some point. But um, no, this is the irony, I think, is that that's who they're looking for, as you say. Um, you know, I always sat there and went, oh, I'm about the guy who can't explain his job, and I, jury duty is confusing to me. Yeah. And I think what I unintentionally told them is that, uh, first of all, I, as you know, I don't, I'm not selling myself as an honest person. But in that instance, I've said something honest. Like, I, I, haven't, I haven't tried to say something um, that's inaccurate in front of other people. I've said something that maybe even makes me look a little stupid. Okay. Okay. So, Hey, Oh, look at this guy. Oh, he's honest. Uh, and then in, in talking about this, why well, this one jury case had, had been bothersome to me. Uh, I think what I unintentionally illustrated <laughs> was that, um, a, I will make a decision based on like what I'm presented with. And maybe most importantly, finally, I will, I will to the best of my ability, try to follow the directions from the judge. So I'm like, I'm like a lawyer's wet dream. Oh, I get know? it. So what you don't want is somebody who comes in there like wearing a Confederate flag shirt with all due respect saying, I can figure this out in two minutes, you know, and, and that, that's, that's the person, that person with that certainty is probably the person who's they're going to let go, you know, these or are good got, tips. These are really, I'm writing this down. I've got a bunch of them. Yeah. I got a bunch of them. Anyway, I'm, uh, 
I'm glad it's over. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I have so, I I I uh I have such a I get tired so easily, Dan. I know it. I get tired and I I I need rest. And you know what it is with me also I need wind down time. When I come home, I'll all keyed up and then I can't go to sleep till two in the morning. I'm sitting there watching uh, Steve McQueen movies. Mm-hmm. That's no good. I should be I should be letting the case turn over in my mind, not forming an opinion or sharing that opinion, but let it turn over in my mind. Mm-hmm. I have been watching lots of good good uh, movies though. But uh, I'm glad you're back. Boy, you, you've really grown, Dan. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's no problem, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing so well. I'm not sure about that music. Um, hey, did you want to tell me about anything you like? Uh, there is one thing that I would like to talk about. Are these, is this for this? Hang on, let me check just one second. Do I need to do these? That's for this? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. What about the uh, rest of them? Okay. And the uh, the flugelhorn and the piccolos are they are they now okay no th- three of each banana pants okay barbecue <laughs> I feel like this has replaced the phone guy where you talk into your uh, into your pocket I'm so I'm sorry I'm sorry I was just talking to my staff mm-hmm. is that what you well, call it yeah my rod and my staff they comfort me um. Sorry, I think it's a New Testament reference. Dan, you got anything you uh, that you like? I, I've got. I have to I tell you, I have a small handful mm, of things that I like today. Yeah, there there are some things. The first one is uh, is PDF Pen. Mm-hmm. It is the all powerful, all purpose PDF editing tool from our friends over at Smile from Gene Gray. Omnipotent. Here's what people know. Here's what they know. If they use a Mac, they know that they can open PDF. Files. They probably know that they can print to PDF file. And that's about it. That's about all that, that they're aware of. And they get a PDF and they think, oh, I need to, you know, for example, I need to sign this. What do they do? They print it, they sign it, and they fax it. Silly. You don't have to do that. They want to correct something. What if they want to make a change to the text? Well, you can't do that. Yes, you can. What if they want to fill out forms? Can't do that. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can't do that if you're on your phone though, right? Actually, <laughs> you can. I uh, think PDFs for a lot of people. For me, a PDF is better than Microsoft Word. Oh my gosh, it's way but, better. But but like not a lot, a lot. Like I'll take a text file over that stuff any day. But it used to be that you would get this, and thank God they finally gave you that preview app on on the Mac, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was such a step forward over a certain yeah, we don't <sighs> a- series of applications by a a the PDF people. Huge leap forward, but it was still people are constantly sending you things to sign, mm-hmm. and then you got to change one thing about it, and and it was it's always been such a pain in the butt. Sometimes you know you get a PDF, especially when people used to you know have the really annoying ones that were basically like just a photo, mm-hmm. and and that would make me want to pull my hair out. I know, and and that, this is why I I love this app. It's genius. It's a really really great app. It's called PDF Pen, and it lets you do all the things that you used to just not be able to do without it. I mean, you can do things, a lot of the time you'll get faxed something or you'll get a document that you want to scan in. You can bring this in. It includes OCR, Optical Character Recognition, Merlin, where you can bring that in as text. You want your text file, great, scan the thing in and then use PDF pen and it will convert it to text. You can remove sensitive information like tax ID numbers from your PDF if you want to share it. You can redact things, with Chuck and Barry really likes to do. You can keep the stuff private that you want to keep private. But the big <laughs> news is that PDF Pen 6 is now available. The new features that, uh, that, that you've been wanting 
are there. They have a brand new interface. All the tools have been updated and improved. You can export your PDFs to Word format for sharing and editing. If you want to see the new features in action, uh, there's, a, there's a young man out in, uh, in Los Angeles uh, who I finally met with. He drove me around. He shuttled me around Los Angeles. You got to meet Dave Sparks. Dave Sparks has a video out there. And uh, here's the deal. You can get PDF Pen for 60 bucks in the Mac App Store or directly from Smile. You can get PDF Pen Pro for 100 bucks. Now, I just want people to understand how useful this thing is. I'm in PDF Pen Pro every day. I use the Pro version. That's the way I roll, Merlin. Mm-hmm. But you can do things like create forms that other people will fill out. How nice is this when you need to go and, you know, we the way that I pay people, I need to have them fill out all these. I don't even, is it W4, whatever. You can take a regular file like that. You can convert it into a form. You can send it out to them. Then they can fill it out. You get back the form. It's all, they don't have to fax anything. It's so smart. And you can what if even, you get a form? What if you get one of these PDFs from somebody who's not as thoughtful as a Dan Benjamin, though, and who has not had the presence of mind to add the form fields that the form obviously it lets you edit it anyway it'll guess where the form yes, fields are it's and then so let cool. you tweak it yeah. it's it, it really it really is, is it brilliant. really is smart and it's things we're here today to talk about pdf pen pro uh for os 10 but it also will sync through the cloud with the uh, wonderful ios versions as well if you have to do anything with pdfs it's a no-brainer you, you need this app so if you want to see that video that mm-hmm. uh that uh, the young young uh, sparky max sparky made and if you want to buy this and you want to give us credit for telling you about it, you go to smilesoftware.com slash 5x5 is the URL I have here. smilesoftware.com slash 5x5. Right there, first and for- foremost, is the video showing all the great news features, uh, a list of all the cool stuff that they can do, and links to the Mac App Store. Or you can buy it right there. You can download a free trial. Whatever you want to do, that's where you go. smilesoftware.com slash 5x5. Please go check them out. Love this stuff. And they do way more stuff than this. But uh, this is this is the big news right now. So go check it out. It's the best. So our thanks to uh, to Greg and to Jean Gray McDonald and the uh, and to Dave. Donut people and to Dave uh, for every uh, D Sparks I call him uh, for supporting five by five and back to work. She's been busy that Jean Gray. Yeah, she's all out and, out and about. She's doing good work right now. We should put a put a link to her girls app camp into yeah. the uh, into the notes. Very busy with that stuff. Very busy. Oh, it's so um, nice. David Sparks is is such a cool for a lawyer. Can you believe he's a lawyer? Oh my gosh, yeah. he's far less litigious than you would imagine. No, it's true, and you 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 can't see that. You know, he's actually um, most of the time you go out to eat with them, they they have to roll him around in an aquarium because the bottom half of him is actually reptilian mm-hmm. or amphibious. I'm not even sure. I'm, as you know, I'm not an attorney, right. but he does, uh, he, does, he does he does real well for his type. They had a great uh, epo of Mac Power users recently. That uh, was it great have, because you were on it. Hmm. They had a great episode uh, that actually has some fake follow up about. Uh, they did an episode all about um, RSS feeds and, and in particular uh, how to deal with the coming reader apocalypse. That uh, you know Google Reader is going oh, away right. in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, make a note to put that into show notes. You redid the bookmarklets again, didn't you? Nope. 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 What about the uh, what about the uh, link with edit? That's new. Well, that's been there, but I guess it's new. It's been there. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, and we'll touch on this just in brief, but it's something that's worth telling people about. Everybody who knows about this already knows about it, but then the people who don't know about this don't know about it, right? I learned that in, in uh, law school. Mm-hmm. 
so tell people about this. Tell them Google Reader is going away because uh, they need to export their stuff if they want to use it somewhere else. And that could be as simple as just pushing out an OPML file. Um, they have a, um, what is it called? Uh, Google has their own um, home-baked method of getting all your data out. That's actually pretty cool. I wanted to point to something I found today, and I apologize if I got this via somebody and I just don't remember. But um, let me get this right because I've got the pronunciation and everything. Mihai. That's uh, pronounced Nihau. Mihai ni, mi Parparita, I believe, who uh, used to, I believe used to work at the Google, may have worked on this very app. He uh, has this like uh, persistent.info. Oh, okay. And I put this in show notes. Um, he has written up, I don't even, I don't know what um, language or whatever this is in, but you can download this thing off GitHub that he wrote that will like exhaustively pull out everything out of Google Reader. It'll, so basically you install this, uh, what is it called? I'm going to look in the notes. Um, you install this little thing. It's just a little thing you run from the terminal. It, you go in and authenticate as yourself. And uh, the script just runs and it just pulls down everything. It isn't just your articles. I mean, it gets all, it makes little JSON files of all of your preferences. It gives you, a, uh, you know, obviously the full list of all of your stuff. So yes, go and do a simple OPML output. You can retain your folders and all that stuff. But it, it's not going to take you that long to just go grab this thing whose name I am looking up now. Are you on the page right now? Mm, no. Dan, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, caller. Uh, thank you. Uh, first time reader. Um, if people wanted to find show notes uh, for uh, episode 125 mm -hmm. of your Back to Work program, where would they go to find that? Ah, 5by5.tv slash B as in brothers, hmm. 2 as in the number, W as in wetness, <laughs> slash 125. <laughs> My bell. Uh, ah. Ah. I, I uh, you know, I brought it to our recording session, and I I, I forgot. Do you think to, you uh, left it there? No, no. Snell no, no. has it. Oh, if Snell had the bell. I'd be so oh. bummed. Snell having the bell would be like a little slice of hell, wherever you dwell, whether in uh, Hilldale or Nell. Can of bite, a can of peas. He's going to lay down. <laughs> this thing is called <laughs> marker. This thing is called. Dun, 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 dun. You can go to uh, persistent.info for a blog post about this. Uh, I think it's called Reader is Dead. <laughs> mm. And it's on, on the GitHub. You just go and download this thing. It's, a, it's very simple to just do one command to run uh, in the terminal, and it'll uh, spit out all your stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm going to miss it. I, I love me some Google Reader. I'm not going to sandbag. And I've looked at a few of the other ones. That's, you know, obviously, you can learn more about that on that Mac Power Users episode. But are you a big Reader guy? No, not at all. This affects you, me almost, almost in no way. Do you read RSS feeds? I used to read a lot more, and when I did it, I used NetNewsWire. I never almost, I mean, I have a Google Reader account that I have tried to use, and I didn't like the interface, and I didn't ever get into the Reader like app for using it because it was constantly going off and pulling feeds, and it was way overkill for what I needed. And I'm like old-fashioned, like I visit websites and I read them. You mostly weird? just re re read The Economist and meditate, right? Yeah, I like You're to a busy print guy. it. I like to print my websites onto paper. And... <laughs> you ever work with people who did that? Yes. I used. To, <laughs> I worked I used with to... somebody who, who required that his executive assistant print the websites for him and have them on his desk. Well, they're so much prettier. Yeah, I've mentioned uh, in talks and so forth that I've done Tom, the CTO, the guy, the guy who uh, wanted me to add a feature to Outlook where he could have attachments. Mm-hmm. So just, that's a 
whole big bowl of confusing. Hmm. But uh, but he uh, he would print all of his email. Every email he got, he printed right out of Outlook, and he had a big, very neat stack of all of his emails. That's how he. he how would he reply to the emails? I, I don't know. I guess he'd scribble some notes on there and then throw it away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody would have missed it. You know, I really don't. Uh, I'm I'm gonna miss it. There are there are a lot of good options out there, but you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. If this then that service, I use it for all kinds of stuff. Um, and if this then that, because of the uh, reader API, uh, can do lots of really cool stuff. You know, when certain kinds of things happen, cause these other kinds of things to happen. So if you like to, for example, let's say you get updates um, on, um, I mean, between Gmail and Reader, you know, depending on how you like to get notifications about things, for example, like I have an if this and that rule that scans uh, subject lines of emails to determine whether it's a delivery from someplace and then it automatically forwards that to delivery status, mm-hmm. which I know you enjoy. Or in this case, you could say something like if you're, if you're using RSS to monitor a server or to monitor any kind of a service, when certain conditions are met, you know, it could send you a notification in Boxcar or you know, whatever it is you, you like to do. So I'm sure there's going to be places to go. But the important thing, the reason I mention it here is because it's, it's worth repeating, is to make sure if you want to keep all of your um, basic Google Reader data, go ahead and just, it'll take a second, just go and push it out, push out the OPML version. I think it's how it exports it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was uh, co-created by Dave Weiner and Al Gore. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, they worked, they were uh, working in tandem. You know who loves outliners is Al Gore. Who loves you and who do you love? Big fan. That's right. Who do you love? Got a cobra snake for a necktie. <laughs> and Is uh, that your pal now? Yeah, it's a Kung Fu Grip coffee mug from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a single coffee mug on Cafe Press and bought it. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's just self-involvement. Wow. Uh, so that's good. Uh, more fic follow-up. Um, I, uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's funny. So I'm telling all these people who have probably already exported their Google Reader stuff that they should export their Google Reader stuff. And uh, I'm going to suggest a comic that is already being hailed as uh, maybe one of the best single issues <clears throat> of the year, which is Hawkeye number 11. And I'm just going to keep suggesting Hawkeye. Because- okay. Oh, hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I may have turned a corner on Hawkeye. Uh, tell me, tell me more. I saw two movies recently on the plane. Hawkeye, the character. Over. Yes, Hawk. Yes. Okay. Because you don't, you know, you don't need to even like Hawkeye to read this. You will like Hawkeye after you read the comic. Please continue. But the, the character, the character is not. He's he's a Hank Pym level character. He's not lovable as an Avengers character, right? That's how you arrive. That that's what you came into this with. Yes. He was like a. Like a guy that shot bow and arrow, I didn't see him in like any. So I saw. Uh, you don't like. Let's just for people who don't. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but for people who don't know, and you stop me if this is incorrect. Okay. You do not like superheroes that are not superheroes. You. you this is. You're not crazy about Captain America. You're not crazy about Hawkeye because for you, no. they should have some kind of a special power that not anybody could get by practicing. Well, yes, yes, and no. Um, yes, in if they're involved with other superpowered beings. <laughs> like say a god like say a god uh like for example the, the most the world's the, most annoying superhero thor right or or the universe's uh a character whose strength has never been properly metered because it may have no limit <laughs> right i if you're walking around next to the hulk you probably need to have some kind of powers and he seems genuinely and uh, I don't want to say outclassed, but less interesting 
But if you are in, you know, in a in a situation where the other characters or people or creatures and things that you're interacting with are also don't don't have powers, then it can be fantastically interesting. But I just feel like he's and people would say, well, that's why he practices so much. That's why. And so, so, but I had kind of said, ah, not for me. Then I see this uh, Avengers film. Oh, yeah. And I really thought that I really started to recognize that maybe maybe this is interesting after all. And then I saw the, the Thor movie, which he's also in, because the Thor movie was kind of a extended prequel to... Yeah, they're all, they're all prequels. They're all Tesseract vehicles. Yeah. So, but now I think I've turned a corner and now I'm wondering, is, is the comic as interesting as you say it is? Maybe I should give this thing a chance. I, I think that's a, I'm very interested in all of these things because I'm with you. Like, well, ironically enough for me, I, I really like the Avengers movie. I, I understand that there are some Inakos out there that don't, and that's fine. But I, I, I really like that movie. But I think that's actually an example of wh- where it highlights how much he's Hawkeye. I thought he was great. I mean, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, I really enjoy uh, Jeremy Renner in a, in a few films. But, you know, and it's, you know what it is, though? In, uh, first of all, you feel for the guy because he's got some personality in this. Like, he's getting, you know, right. no spoilers, but, you know, he's getting kind of screwed with by the, that Loki guy. But then, but he's, you know, I have run really hot and really cold. I run a little warm and extremely cold. On, on Thor. But when Thor suddenly gets down to business and somebody says, hey, Thor, do this thing. And before they can finish their sentence, he starts swinging his hammer around and flies in the sky. Sorry, that's really cool. Right. When Hulk says, I'm always angry. That's my secret. Right. And then he does. That's what do you say? But poor, poor Hawkeye and Black Widow are almost always on crowd control because she's awesome. Yeah. But she's got she's got a gun. And in context, when the two of them are doing stuff together in other comics, it's often really, really cool. But I, I'm interested in that because I have it's funny to me, like two characters, Hawkeye and Daredevil. I just, for some reason, I never got into it until I actually really started reading some really, really good Daredevil. And now on the basis of the people who write and, you know, the artists on those, I'm, I'm really into Daredevil because of these like four different really good series of Daredevil. But I'm with you. Um, now, here's the thing about this comic is that uh, you don't have to know anything about Hawkeye. You don't have to like... I, I, here's all I would say. It would be helpful to know that Hawkeye is a marksman, mm-hmm. mostly with the bow and arrow. Right. You know, and actually on page, on like page one or page two of Hawkeye one, he's saying, I'm running around with this, you know, paleolithic stick and string, like, you know, on this crazy team of Avengers. But all you need to know is that this is, as they say on the little cover page, this is what Hawkeye does when he's not busy being in the Avengers. And it's, uh, all I'll say is I, at least give the first one a try. I would even say buy the first trade, um, which could be better produced from a uh, quality standpoint. But it's uh, it's really good. But uh, you know, I I I I will just say, as I've said repeatedly, that I think Hawkeye Eleven is one of my favorite things in a pretty long time. But just the just I would just say, and I, I've been evangelizing this a little bit, probably unnecessarily, but. If you're if, if you're one of those folks who's wondering what's the big deal with comics or like how could this be any more, you know, than a, than a bunch of confused people hitting things, mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Start with Hawkeye one because it really is worth it. Every one of them is a delight. Um, un, mostly unsentimentally, very heart tugging, um, and very well done. Oh, ditto, ditto, Iron Fist. Fraction and Aha did uh, Iron Fist, Immortal Iron Fist. You know, like who loves Iron Fist, right? I don't, you know, you always talk about Iron Fist. I don't even know who that is. This is Danny Rand. 
Oh, he's had course. the training. He's got the iron fist. He's got. Boy, there's a time in my life I would have really enjoyed having an iron fist. Is it actually iron? I saw a Doctor Strange costume yesterday at a comic shop. Now I really want one. Oh yeah. Put that in notes. Anyway, um, do yourself a favor and, and go check it out. You can get on the Comixology. Don't start with Hawkeye Eleven because it, you know, won't, won't delight you as much as it will after you've devoured the other ones. But um, I would say go check it out. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Dan. I, but you don't need to apologize for not loving Hawkeye to me. You well, know, no, like because I feel for- like I, I, like you're, you're you're into comics. I I respect your opinion, and you're talking about something that you really like. And I felt like you know this was a wall that had grown between us. Yeah. I mean, like in a lot of marriages, it's not the kind of thing you want to poke at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sure. But I mean, you know, I think it's a, uh, you know, potato, potato. Okay. Yeah, sure. Acuna potato. Acuna potato. My, daughter, my daughter is now the lion from that Madagascar movie. Oh, God. That's a long way. A couple weeks ago, it was Captain America. And now she's a cartoon lion. Do you find that that she doesn't care so much? I know that she's had you know been into Wolverine, worn the Wolverine costumes. Do you think she doesn't care if it's a male character or a female character that she can just get into character pretty easily? Like oh, she doesn't discriminate boy. like that. No, no. If anything, she has a strong because she kind of self identifies. She doesn't kind of self identify. She she demands to be called he, and uh, <laughs> she. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, she has a, a very strong preference for that kind of character, but she'll also mix it up. Like the other day she had a tutu in the Wolverine mask, which was just pretty awesome. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, what is the, what's cash like to play up? Oh, uh, no. I mean, anything like even colors and I, I, de- you know, it's not, it's not because I punished him if he looked at a red piece of you know, coloring uh, paper or, or used a red crown. It's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like he'd get, you know, sent to his room for, for the entire weekend if he, you know, picked up a, a pink button off the ground or something. Uh, but no, he very, he's very like, like he made at, at their camp, they made some kind of, you know, bracelet or something, which they would decorate it. And somehow he wound up with a red piece of felt to use. I don't know if he picked it, if they were just laid out on the table and he happened to be sitting in front. Who knows? But he was very clear. He's like, I know that that red is a girl color, but I made the bracelet red anyway. What? 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 I'm telling you, this is all, you know, I don't know if he picks it up at school or whatever, but there are things that are, he'll be like certain things. So that's too girly. (sighs) And he's very very clear about this and i've never said anything i've never encouraged one way or another because i don't care i just want him to be happy it doesn't matter spidey that doesn't make any sense spidey wears red that's what i asked i said i said well spidey wears red he said yeah but there's blue on the costume and spider-man's a man i said all right well then you could probably wear the red bracelet he says yeah i'll wear it but he just wants to point out like he'll say i made this red bracelet i know red is a girl color but i'm wearing it anyway it's okay oh like a guy with the utility kilt (laughs) he i think it's just like that yeah. And MJ is like, she's much more, and this is why I ask, she doesn't really care so much. You know, she cares very much like, like if when she gets dressed in the morning, she wants 
something that has the unicorn on it or the flowers or the strawberries or the butterflies. She wants everything she has to be pink or very light colors, pastel colors. She's very, but she has no problem playing with the Godzilla toy or racing the truck around, but she's much now, much more into her, her baby dolls and the little dolls and the other, you know, the very, that's totally normal. And, uh, but I feel like it's easier for a girl to put on a Wolverine costume than a boy to put, we're probably off the rails now. No, to, no, we're not. But you're bringing up an interesting issue, which is that, uh, which I wasn't getting at first. I still understand the red thing. But, but for sure, I think there's a lot more tolerance for, um, for girls to do boy stuff than the other way around. I think that doesn't sit right with a lot of people. And uh, I mean, my, my daughter, I would describe as eclectic. Like yesterday, it was yesterday like she was wearing My Little Pony leggings with a Batman shirt. And I think she had like a lightsaber or something. <laughs> she had so like cool a, though. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I mean, no, I it just, you, uh, you just pick up stuff you, you like and uh, put, put a look together. But yeah, no, I think you're right. But I mean, that pressure really <laughs> ramps up at a certain point. Things yeah. get much more clicky. And, uh, you know, I, I'm starting to really enjoy, I started into the su- superior Spider-Man. I'm four issues in, I'm giving it another try. Oh Yeah. Yeah, with the Force Ghost. There's there's a lot of problems, but I'm I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. A lot of my friends say stick with it. Yeah, you've got to stick, stick with, with it. it. They say. Did, well, are you reading it? Superior. Yeah. Yeah, against my better judgment. So you didn't throw all your comics out. Mm-mm. You kept no. kept your Amazing Spider-Man's. Yeah, I want to sell them now. So if anybody wants like most of the Amazing Spider-Man, starting in like the mid 200s through current, with you a few one, gaps. Oh, do you have 121? Uh no. With Nguay AC Stay? Yeah, 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 no. I mm. want that one. Boy, that hurts me to look at that one. Great cover, though. Oh, great cover. And I, you know, I, I really, I, I got, I just bought um, Siege yesterday, Avengers Siege, and I'm getting more into, well, you know how I like the 70s X-Men, late 70s X-Men. I'm really getting more into the really popping, like, primary colors look of the, like, early 70s on, on everything. And that's Spider-Man. Boy, it's, it's really weirdly written. It's, a, it's an ongoing theme about going to a, uh, a pollution rally. He's going to go to a protest about mm. pollution. <laughs> he's being judged. Like smog? By, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's being, uh, was it water pollution? I don't remember. But he's, he's being bugged by, by the token black radical guy mm. in Spider-Man to, mm. uh, <laughs> that, you know, he's got great power, but not great responsibility, yeah. right? Anyway, God, I'm sorry, Dan. We, we can't put this out. No, well, this show won't air. I hear the last one was so good that... Um, That's the cycle, right? No. Apparently, right? last one, people were, were laughing so much they were crying, I'm told. Yeah. Pants are funny. Pants, pants are funny. Now, here, here, I'm going to give you one note on characters, and I, I, I don't have enough knowledge to say this, but, but my feeling is um, being... If you're a superhero who's extremely good at one not-that-interesting thing... Like you're not going to be as like I had the longevity of somebody who is even maybe not that good, but at something that's extremely interesting. So, you know, I'm not sure like Falcon or like Falcon. I think they, they've slapped a lot of extra skills onto Falcon over the years, but that's the problem with Hawkeye. And so what do you do if you're, if you're, if you're the wonderful Matt Fraction, you have them doing stuff like throwing playing cards and being able to like do things by throwing a coin. Right? He's not just Eros. He's a marksman writ large. But, you know, he still practices. <sighs> Glad I'm not on jury duty anymore. Oh, my God. I bet you're You know, you're not allowed to look at your phone. 
Are you serious? Think about this. Let me ask you a question, Dan Benjamin. Do you ever look at your phone during the day or, or your iPad or your computer? A constant. Constant. It's, it, it's like adjusting. It's like a nervous tick, right? It's like adjusting your tie or checking your fly. It's a thing a gentleman does, right? You can't do that. And you can't look stuff up. Somebody says something and you have to just, you can't go Google that until the trial's over. Yeah. So that's, you know, and then there's the lighting. Um, hey, did you want to tell me about anything else you like? Yeah, I have, uh, I have a few things. I do too. Let me give you some time. Let me hear it. Let me just check in real quick. Did you uh, want me to uh, talk about the, uh, okay. 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 And is she still in town? Okay. <laughs> No, tell her to uh, Embarcadero. No, the burrito place, the other one. No, the other one. Yeah, no, the other one. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had to get a couple things nailed down for my, uh, my, my business. Okay, is that done or are you still working it? Hey, Dan, you want to tell me about anything you like? This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code BMO. 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 They've been updating their platform. They have the, mo- the most, this is what I want everyone to do. Listen, you go to squarespace.com and they have completely redone this. So if you haven't seen this thing in a while. Oh, even, you're, talking about, you're talking about their webpage? Their website. <sighs> you go there and they have come up with the coolest. They have, first of all, they have an ad that's there, but they also have these really, really interesting uh, customer stories. So if, if you go to the site, squarespace.com, you can see there's a little right and a left arrow that uh, on, in the center on the right and the left side of the page that allows you to, to scroll through. And there's, there, so they have these different customers that they're highlighting, they're spotlighting, and they're saying, oh, do you want to create your own store? Well, look, they, they've got uh, Justin Gig, Gignac. Is that how I say this? Gignac. You can I see how he- Justin. Justin created his own store. You want to see how you can create your own canvas? Like if you're, you're like an uh, artsy kind of person, they've got a video. So they have these amazing videos that show how their customers built the sites and what they are. They even have one uh, for somebody who, you, like uh, Paul, I can't read this guy's last name, who does amazing in illustrations and color. Oh my God, it's so cool. And it shows you all of these different ways that you can use Squarespace. We're talking about one thing that people have used Paul Pope who have used so many different ways from illustration to photography, to selling stuff, to blogging, really, really amazing videos that they put together there that show you everything that you can do with Squarespace. It's all at squarespace.com. It's right there. And uh, little Ryan's voice can be heard. This is an Easter egg. But if you go to just the main Squarespace page and you click the Anthem ad that they've put together at the very end of it, you hear little Ryan's voice. And, uh, you know, what's weird about that. The last time I talked to him, his voice hadn't changed yet. Oh, it still cracks and stuff. Cause he's so, he's little. such a, such a big boy. Now. Let me see if I can put this on. It's squarespace.com. Did you hear that? Own space. Hold it's on. Squarespace. Hold on. This is the end of it. This is... Create your own space. It's squarespace.com. That's him. <laughs> That's little yeah. Ryan. It's like a chocolate fondue. So go to the, go to squarespace.com. Code is B M O. And you're going to get 10% off and you'll be supporting this show by using that code BMO. I don't build websites anymore. I build Squarespaces. They're going to have to run with that. That's did you just, did you just make that up? I did. 24 seven support. 
247. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if for no other reason, you know, it does help us when you go and visit the site and it helps you if you uh, sign up for the site. But just, guys, trust me, just go check out what they've made on their website. Is this HTML5 video? I think it is. I don't, I don't know what they're using to play it's, it, but it's beautiful. It's, uh, it makes me incredibly envious of the skills of these folks. Because you go in here. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just go. Trust me. Just go and look at, look at the page. Because it's... Uh, beautiful stuff. This is... And I said... We were on a call with them. And I said, Ryan, you got to give us... You know, you got to give the... Release this as a template. Oh. You know? You like, like I want my site to look like your site. And they said, oh, maybe we'll do that. Boom. Crazy Town Banana Pants. That's it. Love it. Boom. 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 Let's see what else we got for uh, fake follow-up. Uh, uh, dog buns. I've got uh, a beautiful mind, jury duty. Um, I, don't, I don't have too much else. I, I have many topics. Just no M-I-N-I topics. Mm-hmm. You really should wash your hands a lot, just in general. I try to. Or I, I use too. the hand gel. Yeah. Don't you worry a little bit about the hand gel? Worry about it? Well, I mean, you get drying and cracking, but also don't you... I'll speak for myself. I worry a little bit that, that I'm, I'm taking the bacteria to the gym. Okay, if that's if you uh, use the antibacterial kind, if you just use the kind that's just... Just alcohol. Alcohol, then uh, you're fine. I love alcohol. Me too. I can do that. Do it. Now, what if you, what if you go out and you get like a, like a double whiskey and then you just spill some of it on your hands? Does that count? Because I think I, I, think I, it, I, think yeah, I might I think be very clean right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's one to grow on. Yeah, disruption. Yeah, it was an okay episode. I'm not used to just talking to myself. I mean, you know, and having it recorded. I liked it. I really liked it. You used to do a lot more of that, which you did talk about at the beginning of the of the show. And I felt like it's, you know, it's... Excuse me. I'm that sorry. My phone. My I phone. feel like it's a very uh, natural thing for you to do. Maybe maybe that's something we could once in a while do. I miss the songs you used to do, the performance work. I, I that's on my That's on my list. Okay. That's on my list. I want to bring back that video show for a little while. <clears throat> and uh, and I, I'd like to do some more music. I'm not really a musician and I can't sing. But, you know, that, that hasn't stopped a lot of people. No, it never stops you. You get that Maroon 5. So now, now that music that you play in the, the, uh, the dentist's office of your, of your men's bar, is that like real music? Did you get that from like a stock, stock music place? Or are those actual performances people can purchase in stores? I think it's something that's it's online or in a 1995 um, thing. You know, like they call in like a late at night infomercial. Oh, 1995 thing worth 39.95. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. You yes. get or you get two of them. So first two, of all, it's worth 39.99. We're getting it for 19.95. But you, if you call now, you get a second one free. Here's the thing about the Hakuna potato peeler. If you get this, this is it's literally going to be the best potato peeler you've ever used. But you know, if you call in the next half hour. We'll give you a second one for free. Second one for free. And how do they really know that? Is that true? What if you call 35 minutes later? They're still going to let you have it. Has anyone tested this? I can tell you how that works, but I don't want to spoil it for you. No, tell me really. If you really know, do you know? The the deal is always there. Oh, you just tell them I want the two. Yeah, it's like that episode of Columbo with the magician. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Which one? Hmm? Oh, oh, it's a really good trick. I, I used to use it to really screw with my daughter. It's a magic trick, so I can't really, I can't really tell what this trick well, is. You can't tell it. Yeah. So you ask somebody to guess a number between one and ten. Eight. Okay. Uh, uh, go and uh, lift up that uh, keyboard with the dandera. Okay. And you lift it up, and you got it. Yep. And you see the number eight. How did you uh, get there? 
because you have a number under everything in the office, 10 different spots. That's right. How do they do the thing where they get you to pick the card where they're like, okay, you pick a card, pick any card. Don't show it to me. Right. And then you, you look and you say, okay, look, it's the, um, you have four of hearts. And then I'm like, okay, look under inside your own left shoe. And they're, Oh yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. I think it's mostly editing and post-production. They call it close magic. I, I don't know how that's done. Did you ever see that, uh, that parody of David Blaine? You ever seen that parody? The parody of David Blaine or the parody that is David Blaine? <laughs> oh, hang on. Hold on. I'll do it for you. You just tell me when to do it. Say ring the that, bell. I'm going to put that in show notes. What do you want to talk about, Dan? We could talk more about jury duty or hand washing or... Uh, uh, you know who I had on uh, quit today who says he met you once? Yeah, that guy was that guy's energetic. Brian Brushwood. Brushwood. He sure. does the uh, he does a NSFW show. He does a few other shows. And he also is the guy. He used to run around uh, doing like extreme magic stuff, where like you put tubes and the tubes go through different parts of your body that go in your mouth, out of your nose, and then the milk runs down them. Have you seen this? Yeah, you know, in Germany, actually, it's really cool. In Germany, that's not a magic trick. They call that a honeymoon. You put the tube in. They call it that, that's milk tubing. Oh my God. Can you imagine being German? Can you imagine what that must be like? You sit around, you sit around eating cake and. They call it strudel. <laughs> that's strudel tubing. I'm really enjoying <laughs> the great escape, but these Nazis might be mm. even more ineffectual than Sergeant Schultz. I've never, I've never seen such tolerant Nazis in my entire life. They've created, they've created a camp from which the greatest escape artists in all of the army and the RAF and all around the world, literally the greatest people who have escaped over a dozen times from different places, they put them all in camp and then they escape again, or they escape two or three more times. And they're like, ah, 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 ah. that's unlike any other world war two movie I've ever yeah, seen. It doesn't seem it's not doesn't, as plausible as you might. It's not as plausible. No, they never increase the, the security or anything. They put you in the cooler, you know, I wouldn't want to be in the cooler. Yeah. So what did you want to talk about? You got anything? You want to talk, talk more about uh, Brushwood? Brushwood? He, well, he just said he met you. Do you remember meeting him? Um, probably. Yeah. Where did we meet? He seems, he, like a, he seems like a really engaging guy. Oh, he's super cool. I could see him doing tube magic. He does it. You, you got to be real careful with that stuff. Like in 28 Days Later, or was that in 28 Days Later where the guy pulls the tube out of his nose? This is different. Okay. I think he puts it in and takes it out. He's got a different gown. Yeah, right. I don't know. Magic, magic makes me mad a lot of the time because I feel like they're deliberately trying to trick me. You know what I mean? And then it's like magic's super frustrating to me because I, I see it. I don't know how they did it, and that makes me mad. And then I find out how they did it, and it makes me even angrier. I spent, I spent four hours one night. This is exactly how much of, a, of, of an insufferable dork I am. I spent like four hours one night finding out how Penn and Teller do the bullet trick. Hmm. You don't want to know how they do the bullet trick. Why? It's a trick. No, I like to know. I do like to know. But it's it's literally it's it's a it's a bamboozle. It's a magic trick. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. All I'm saying is that I find magic very frustrating sometimes. The people who do magic really freak me out sometimes. It seems like an odd thing to do to try and fool people with coins. You know, if you're a banker, that's totally understandable. But, you know, if, if you're somebody, if you're somebody with a goatee and a cape, it seems like the last thing you should be doing is pulling money from somebody's ear or asking them to swallow a tube. 
Do you do that? Do you get somebody from the audience to give him a tube? Did you I only use a tube on yourself, right? Did I think the way tubing? he the way he does it, it's it's entirely just his own, you know, it's all within the his own personal space. His performance is they call it auto strudeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So now that you've done, are you compensated? Are you paid for the time that you're in, in jury duty because you don't you don't technically have a job? Um, I'm going like, to that on the basis that it has no foundation and is a compound question. If you, um, no, I mean, think about it like this. If, yes. if you're a person and you're going to, you have to go to jury duty and you have a regular, you know, let's say you have an hourly job and you're paid 20 bucks an hour and you're going to miss two weeks worth of work. Do they write you out a check? Does your employer, can they not fire you? Can the employer not fire you? Cause if well, somebody I, showed up yeah. here and said, I got jury duty for two weeks, like you may not have a job then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, it's that, it's, it's that serious. You don't have that many sick days. Nope, not you don't give them that many. Mm-mm. Hmm. Well, as you know, I'm not a, uh, a county uh, court clerk, but it's my understanding that uh, if you have like a, one of those uh, government jobs, they'll they'll probably pay you and stuff. But uh, if you don't have one of those jobs, they can also give you a note every day to show that you were on jury duty. And several people on jury duty asked for and received that note every day. And after a few days of that, I finally said. So you have to get a note from the clerk every day to prove to your employer that you are on jury duty. And they're like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a technicality. I was like, they don't just believe that you're on jury duty. (laughs) Do they, do they imagine you go, Oh, I'm on jury duty. And you're you're like, sorry, I can't come to work. I'm still on jury duty. Like what a weird relationship. I understand. Calm down, Johnny HR. I understand that it's in the big binder. Like I understand, but doesn't that seem kind of odd that if you were a professional person, you would have to, to prove that. Now, would you do that if one of your staff there uh, did it on jury duty? Would you, would you want them to take a selfie to prove that they were in the jury box? You no, I, I mean? would trust that they were doing jury duty if they say they're doing jury duty. <sighs> yeah. I would trust them in it because – but I guess if you're in a you – know, I, I could see certain jobs where you would think that an employee might say that to get out of work. Yes. But I think that in a in a professional role, maybe that's less likely. Yeah. See, now this I would is still gonna... want to see the document that said that they had jury duty. Like I would, I would want to see that. Oh, I got a nice big piece of paper. I'm going to keep that says that I served jury duty on these ding ding ding, ding eight days. Or yeah, whatever that's all I would need for my. That's that, enough. That's enough for me. Would you call to confirm it? No. You know, anybody with a printer could make that. Unless you had Donald Pleasance before he loses his vision. No spoilers. They call him the forger. I just think that's, that's, that's one of those things that's very interesting to me. So, so to answer your, like, it's funny to me that you would expect a professional who you theoretically trust with a lot of responsibility in your company to like basically get a note from their judge mom. That seems super weird to me. Like, what does that say about your relationship? I understand HR. Um, now to answer your question, uh, I was told on the final day of jury duty that I will in fact be compensated for, for, for this. So I will receive, uh, I'm told that I will be sent a check for this. Okay. I mean, how do they? Do you feel, they are you quant- feeling awkward? You're feeling awkward about asking how much, right? Because no. we don't like talk about money. No, I'm not awkward. I'm not interested. I'm just wondering how they. I mean, so okay. So here's a question. I, I don't want to show off, Dan, but it's fifteen dollars a day. Do you feel that's sufficient for? <laughs> what if? I mean, what if you are I'll David Letterman? It. David Letterman, it. hold on. How much? Hold on, I'm googling this. How much does David Letterman make in a year? I think he makes like thirteen million dollars. David a year. Letterman net worth. That's not what I wanted. He makes fifty million per year. Okay. What? Fifty million per year. That's fine for Letterman. Okay, so fifty 
divided by 52, because I can't do that kind of math, he yeah. makes 0.96 million per week. So if he misses a week of shows because he's in jury duty, do you think he's compensated at close to a million dollars per week? Absolutely. His contract, <clears throat> his contract is to do that program for a year. And what about your sports? No, sports no, no. Ball? When I say compensated, I mean yeah. by the courts. Oh, oh, no, 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 my friend. It doesn't matter whether you're a king or a pauper. You still get $15 a day. Plus How mileage. is that sufficient to... Well, I mean, it's not. What if, okay, it, well, oh, hold on. Yeah. My, my mom, I was single, single, uh, single mom. And I was, you know, being raised by her. We lived in an apartment in Philadelphia. She was if, a professor. She was a professor. And if she had to take two weeks off from work and didn't get paid for, for the work... $15 a day, which would have been $8 a day back then, would not have been sufficient for us to make rent. Nope. So they don't care? So you understand my stress. You I understand do. why I wanted to record an episode of the show on my own. Partly because I love our fans, but uh, but also, you know, it's a, that's why this has been stressful. I mean, I'm not trying, I don't mean to whine, because uh, it's not really hard to do. But, you know, you know, you saw the emails between me and uh, your buddy. And uh, it was, there was like three different mornings where I got up at 5.30 to try and record a show in the morning and I was just like too out of it to do it. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't, I don't know if that's adequate compensation. But I mean, on the other hand, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks they shouldn't pay you at all. Because, I mean, you know, remember that old bit about there's a calculator to figure out based on your income, whether it was worthwhile for you to bend down and like pick up a quarter? Do you remember that? Or like I, how much? No, I, I remember with I, Bill Gates. They said with Bill Gates, like right. how much money would there have to be on the ground mm. for it to be worth Bill Gates' time to bend over and pick it up? What's your, I think it was something like $500. Would you pick up 500 bucks? What do you mean? Like if I was carrying something? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How's your sciatica? Oh, you know what? We should talk about that okay. and on another episode. It's a lot better. I got a little tingling right now because this chair, I think this chair might be some kind of a stress position. What if you have some kind of physical issue that could you get out of the jury duty that way? Oh, I thought you were going to ask about picking stuff up because that's a complicated answer. Healthcare in America is very important. It's not always covered by your insurance or your employer, but you may also have uh, what they call a movement disability or, or probability. So it might be hard for you to bend over and pick up the money for your uh, copay. It's complicated. It's very complicated. Mm. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, uh, this is going to sound a little fancy, but, you know, when I did all the math and was like, ooh, I might get 200 bucks for this. I was like, well, sure, I'll take 200 bucks. I mean, I'm not an idiot so much. But, um, but you know, it's something you got to do. It's something you got to do. And um, it is a little insulting, though, isn't it? In San Francisco, where everything's very costly. Yeah. Yeah, they, they validate your parking, too. <sighs> I don't know. It's... It, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a topic. I talked about this again in, in that episode last week, but um, just, I know you didn't listen to the whole thing, but the idea was like, is there a way that you could take something that is like, you know, candidly, a, a kind of an inconvenience or something that upends you and uh, try to turn it into a creative opportunity? So that's really what I tried to do. And I'm still trying to do it when I, when I recover and I'm better rested, I'll do more of it. But I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I flipped out so bad. Like, I, honestly, I embarrassed myself. I, 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 I probably looked like I was having a breakdown because I was suddenly, like, imagine that happened to you right now. Like, setting aside, like, let's say it's not a death in the family, you know, God forbid, right? But it's something where you go, suddenly something happened that doesn't involve illness or death, but you, for like four days to we're not really sure how long, you're going to have to drive somewhere and be there for eight to nine hours a day. If I told you that right now, 
I think if anybody out there, when you get that, it is extremely stressful. Because, and again, like you don't get, you don't get a, like a, a buy day to, to go and, you know, reschedule everything. Which is why I was so frantically like emailing you guys, you mm-hmm. know, when I found out about this. You were very sympathetic about that. So I thank you. You were very cool about it. But um, actually, I should probably get you a letter, shouldn't I? I I'd like some kind of written, you know, written uh, documentation. Some kind of documentation. I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something yeah. I can, you know, keep in my files, my papers. Your business papers? Business papers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I, think, I, I think there's something to this because it, it actually also, it, it, what it reminds me of, to be honest, is, is another old conversation of ours, which is like when you're, when you're scrapping at the beginning, you know, and you're trying really hard to decide whether to take, you know, like, like you and I talked about, like when you're first starting out in whatever your line of work is, you'll take any work you can get until you figure out, I mean, tell me if I'm cheating on the story here, but I think we, we kind of stipulated, as you say, that at a certain point you have to start charging more because it gets you better clients and more money. Yeah, right? you need to. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I, to be honest with you, if, if I woke up, waking up every morning early and being tired and going, now I've got to be on Muni for this amount of time. Ugh. There's actually a part of me. That oh, wait, feels there's better. Muni is one. And then there's the, um, Bart, Bart. And then there's one other one. Caltrain. All oh, right. Caltrain. Caltrain is what takes you up and down the peninsula. That's how I used to get to work. Uh, what did you call me? I'm sorry. Oh, Peninsula. Was, I misheard. That, was that ping pong? Mm-mm. Peninsula. You know, like a wang. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Florida. <laughs> it's America's wang. <laughs> yeah, Caltrain is what is uh, is a train that takes you up and down the peninsula right. to uh, to M- the valley. Muni That's, is a bus. No, Muni is uh, San Francisco. You're close. It is mostly bus. It is uh, San Francisco uh, Municipal Transit Authority, and so it's uh, streetcars like I have going by. That you hear all the time. Right. It is the the uh, cable cars, those silly cable cars people like to ride on. Yeah. Um, and it's basically not basically. It's for getting around San Francisco and to the airport, which is just outside San Francisco. Bart or Bay Area Rapid Transit is what takes you to the East Bay. Hi, and welcome back to Merlin explains how to get around the San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay and Area. And so Mu- Muni, if I say and take there's some Bart, there's some Bart in San Francisco too. Would I say take Muni? to this and would that mean like you're automatically on a streetcar would it mean that you're on a bus i mean how would you know which to do there there are well, our muni covers you know the 48 plus square miles mostly in <clears throat> san francisco and it's mainly buses five slash six streetcar lines and uh and like i say stuff like the the cable cars you you pay two bucks and you can ride as much as you want for uh i think 90 minutes or two hours okay so it's and it's really, thing. really filthy. It's just, it's just, it's so filthy. Cause you think about all the poop in San Francisco and mm. like just the odds, if you run, they call it, uh, called, uh, Bayes' theorem. You just think about how probable it is that there's poop somewhere on the train and it's, there might be someone right there who's just made it, you know? Really? It, oh, sure. It could be why, small batch. Why not? Why? Why do they do that? I, well, I think people don't drink enough water and there's a, there's a lot of, uh, let's be honest, a lot of Mexican food. I don't want to be ping pong. But no, no, it's, it's very hard to find a place to go to the bathroom. Now, if you're in Florida, you can go to the bathroom almost anywhere. There will be a nice bathroom and parking almost anywhere in Florida. And here, even restaurants and stuff. You know, you can go to Walgreens in Florida, they got a beautiful bathroom. You go to a Walgreens here and they act like nobody has to ever uh, drop a deuce. It's the nature of the beast. 
But uh, you know, to be honest with you, getting up, uh, and uh, I, I'm sorry to keep, this is the last time that I will talk about uh, the jury duty thing, but it was, it was really, it's been the thing I have to do all the time, as anybody who's had this uh, knows. But uh, in a way, I, I would feel better going for, quote unquote, free rather than going for $15 a day. Maybe that's because of a dignity thing, mm. but I don't know. And that's really how I started to feel about work. I used to say that when I was doing web stuff and I finally wised up a little bit. I would say there's, there's, there's two prices for what I do. And I still do this with speaking, which is why I don't do as much speaking. There are two prices. And those prices are like what it's worth and free. Because if, if you charge, if you get I remember two, you told me about this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't stick to it all the time because that, but that's the rack rate. The rack rate is here's what it costs, you know? So it's easy enough to go like, okay, this is some kind of a, a, a gig that's either they, I, where I know they have the money or I don't really want to do it. And so like any kind of work, you would say like, you don't, ju- you don't just go around and paint somebody's house because they asked you. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you do any kind of knowledge work, people get in the habit of thinking you just go to your bits and bytes Lego set and, and make a website or what have you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you, if you get too nuanced, once you've acquired a basic skill set and at least a few clients, uh, I, 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 yes, there is nuance to deciding what to charge for things. But I think you also... Um, so we've talked this to death, but I think it's so important to know, have an updated idea of, of what, what you need to make out of something, but also like what it's actually worth. And then the problem for me is I, I noticed this a long time ago on those sites where you can go in back in the day with shareware, right? You go in, you got two nearly identical apps. Let's say you've got an app like a, like an Onyx or a cocktail or something like that. You've got an app that is in large part either doing stuff with P lists and launch D that you mm. wouldn't want to do yourself, or it's it's running a lot of uh, Unix-ish commands through a, a nice GUI with automation. Right. When you say that, is that roughly what one of those? I, I like Onyx personally. Yeah, Onyx, and there's so what are Onyx. all of them? Let's Onyx, see. What Onyx is cocktail. Uh, it's still around. It's real pretty. Secrets. Uh, Secrets is uh, I think Nicholas from Quicksilver did that. Where it goes in and shows you all the hidden uh, preferences, but, yeah. but I mean, the, but you've got let's say you've got a, some kind of a utility in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I always think of File Buddy, like one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. apps. Yeah. Let's say you've got a Swiss Army knife app that that does stuff, and in particular, there are a lot of things like we've joked about FFmpeg. Think about how many <laughs> apps out there like keep you out. Of oh, having the, to ever look at type that kind of command yeah, just, on the command you, you pick up a couple flags and attributes and you're good to go. We will link to the FFmpeg. I'm getting uh, it in there now. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I only looked at it a few times, but one time I looked under the hood at like MPEG. M- oh, actually, what it's typing for you? It's like type it, it for me, <laughs> and it's dropping in like something the length of Heart of Darkness with lots of dashes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and you know, I noticed a long time ago on I'm thinking like Mac Update or any of those sites that you would go to to get your shareware. And people would leave reviews. And in my experience, uh, app, two apps that I had used, let's even say a lot, that did 90%, I don't say 90% identical because you can't put a cost on user experience or whatever. But if they were functionally extremely similar in that they were a GUI front end to a lot of Unix stuff you wouldn't want to have to learn. If you had one that was free and one that cost a nickel, the reviews on the one that cost a nickel would be harrowing. Because people would go and if they spent the nickel on it, they would go, oh, fail. There's this other one over here that does it for free. I want my money back. What a rip. All this is is a front end to Unix stuff, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And my concern is that I think sometimes that happens. You say to somebody like, would you rather make $15 a day or not $15 a day? Well, in my case, I'll take it. I mean, I'm done with it, whatever, you know, fine. But like if, you, if somebody said to you, you know, 
you're compelled to do this thing or like, like even more specifically with client work, you know, I, I, again, I have to return to that paint your house thing. Like it is funny in knowledge work or in my case with speaking or anything like that. You could talk about consulting because all of the value that you bring to that is intangible. It's difficult to understand why it's valuable in the case of hiring a plumber or if I hire a plumber because there's a problem I don't know how to solve. I kind of don't care how they solve it. But I do know that I will consider this worth this amount of money if the problem gets solved. I might even think it's costly. If it costs $300 to like unplug my septic tank, there's on a variety of levels, I am okay with that, with giving that agency to people. Because I don't know how to do it. And even if they don't do a flawless job of it, my God, what valuable work that is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <sighs> but, you know, no, very, very few clueful people would call up a plumber and say, oh, listen, I want to see if we could schedule a meeting. I'm sorry, this is, I'm a plumber. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, believe me, I understand. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of plumbers right now. And so what I'm doing is I have RFPs out uh, for my various plumbing jobs that I may or may not need. Not, I don't really need them. I'm just mostly calling people. So could you, you know, either come out, maybe fly out, we meet somewhere, we get some coffee, and we talk a little bit about what, what you're doing these days. Well, what I do these days is I come to your house with a snake and I get the poop out so that you can flush your toilet. No, I understand. Let's save it. Um, let's put a pin in that for our meeting. But if you could come out, we'll talk about that a little bit. And, uh, and they, go, they go like, okay, well, here's the thing. I come to your house and you give me $120 for driving onto your driveway. Mm -hmm. It's called a service fee or a bench, bench fee, right? right? right. <laughs> and they go, whoa, 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 we're really not at that stage of talking yet. We still want to learn a little more about your core competencies and we want to look at your, uh, look at your portfolio. Right. Okay. Am I being silly? Yes, I am being silly. But you would never expect, for example, to call a uh, call an automobile mechanic or to call a house painter mm -hmm. and say, "Well, why don't you?" It's really good exposure for you to paint my house, <laughs> right? And you go like, "Well, actually, it's not great exposure. It's me taking this work where I won't be able to go and do other work. So, like, I don't want to be a dick about it, but like, I have to make a living." And so therefore, like, why would I do that? Mm. It's an automobile, automobile mechanic. Like they understand the guy who, God, I love our guy, our mechanic so much. I told you before how much I love this guy because he'll tell you like what needs to be repaired so you can drive it home. He'll tell you what would be a nice thing to do so you don't have to come see him again in six weeks. And he'll warn you about something you definitely want to deal with in the next year. But he won't just say $700. Like he'll explain all that to you and then give you those options and you can decide what you want to do. But, you know, what Jerry's not going to do is just say, oh, you seem like a nice guy or I really want to support your project. So just bring your car in whenever it suits you and I'll move this other st stuff aside to work on it. You know, and I think when you're when you're young or you're new or you have poor self-esteem, mm -hmm. you would be very inclined to throw out that very obvious observation in order to get your stuff out there. They're certainly not the same thing. But, I mean, you must have encountered this. Dan, we've encountered this with people who theoretically want to sponsor the show mm -hmm. We have from, from day zero. Here's our sponsorship deal. Okay. You ready? Here's our deal. I don't know if you remember this. Here's our deal. You give us this much money and we put your sponsorship on the show. Right. I mean, it's straightforward. <laughs> and we, by design, we pretty much charge the same thing to everybody for pretty much the same thing. Like if you buy a bunch, you get a discount. But like, we're, we're not going to like keep having a conversation about, we can't, we can't afford to keep having a conversation about that because if I did that for more than two people at a time, let's say I did that for more than three people at a time. Well, two of those folks are never going to do it because we know from experience that the best sponsors that we get 
our favorite sponsors are not just good sponsors because they give us money, but because they want to be working with us, we want to be working with them. I don't mean to talk about the show, but that's where you get with a little bit of expertise and experience is you, you get a nose for it. So two of those people won't buy ads. And the third one who sponsors, they might be the nicest person in the world, but I kind of don't want to work with them mm-hmm. because now like there's a million places you can go that'll give you five pages of statistics about it. We don't do that. Right. Like it's really simple. Like if you like our show, you should sponsor it. Like a lot of people listen and, and trust our advice. You know, if, if we, if we think you're a good product and you got the dough, you can be on the show. Um, but you know that, so when it comes to something like being paid for jury duty, well, there's a part of me that thinks, well, no, you either pay what it's worth or it's free. I'm happy to do it for free. I'm not happy, but if I've got to do it, you know, now let's, let's go back to Jerry. Let's say uh, Jerry's got a neighbor whose, whose kids are really sick or they just lost their job. Jerry might go up to them and say, hey, listen, I don't want to make a big deal about it. But, you know, I notice I can tell when you turn left that you've got a problem with your CV boot. Um, I would be happy to look at that and fix it for you and see if there's anything else major that's going to happen. And I, I would be I'd be honored and thrilled if you'd let me just take care of that this weekend. Like, what a cool thing to do. But... <laughs> You know, if he got in the habit of saying that, what if he said to those people, they, what if they came to him and said, well, look, look, Jerry, we have, we think there might be a bunch of stuff wrong with our car. And as you know, we're having financial problems. So what if we gave you $15? Well, now Jerry's on the hook. He just got paid. He just, somebody just paid him a nickel for his Unix front end. Mm -hmm. And now he's on the hook for whatever their expectations are. The difference between a $1 job and a $1 million job, uh, will not be obvious to anybody except in as much as they, they think they got their money's worth or not. The point is now they're in a position to take you to task on that, you know, and gosh, gosh, gosh knows that even offering something free, you get people like me bitching about Tumblr for this free service. There's no guarantee of any of that, but if you don't know what it's worth, don't know what you need to make out of it. And then don't know what you can live with. Like, I think your whole world gets kind of bananas. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. And and Tumblr, I think, is a really good example of this because nobody pays anything for that. Right. And I think, you know, I remember just going back to when you, what you said at the beginning of this. It's like either free or it's expensive. It's free or what it costs. Or what it costs. Discounts, yeah. you know. Well, I've uh, I've moaned a lot about Tumblr and, and I got a really nice response on Twitter from somebody at Tumblr who, who in, a, in a totally really nice way was saying, hey, you know, we're, we're working on this. That problem of the HTML not getting unescaped right for a really, really, really long time. And mm-hmm. somebody, he, A, he wrote to me in this really gentlemanly way that I didn't deserve to say, hey, we're working on this just so you know. And then B, a lot later on, he tooted me to say that it was fixed. And in both cases, I was like, thank you so much. All right, thank you for fixing that bug. But even before that, thank you for acknowledging this but like, I wouldn't be passionate and mad about this if I didn't use that app all the time. All right. And so, you know, part of it is, you know, like Marco, I think is pretty fond of saying, let me pay for this. But the problem is there's no guarantee that paying for something is going to make it good. That's why I say what it, what, it, what, it, what it costs or free. So like when you factor in like how much you're going to charge for your product, you may also choose to factor in a lot of stuff about like how much support you can afford, I'm telling you, companies that we work with really sweat how much they spend on support. We have some regular sponsors. I can think of three off the top of my head. That For our listeners, it would make your head spin to know how much our sponsors spend on customer support, far and away over what they spend on development, because they're charging you a premium rate for the best product in the field, and they want to be able to support it properly. You know what I mean? But that's their decision. 
if they wanted to give it away for free, well, then maybe that's a different kind of model. The point I'm, the only point I would try to make is, it, it, yes, it matters what the market wants to pay for things, but it doesn't matter nearly as much as, as what you can live with in terms of what you charge for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like when I've told you before, like when I would do, you know, when I was apparently the only person in Tallahassee for a few years that knew how to use a brake tag. Right, or a computer. I would say to my friends, God. No, I was saying, or a computer. Oh, period. Yeah. yeah. Like just, I mean, how often did you have to go over, you in particular, and be tech support for somebody using Windows? Mm, every day. Like some, somebody with like Windows 3 or whatever, like you, you probably had a lot of friends who were like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. But you would know what, you know, INI or EXE or whatever to... uh to go into, and, you know, and in that instance, I would always say to people, you know, I, two parameters. Um, let's say I did it for free, if I, and which I did a lot because it was my pals. I've made some record label sites for free. I've done like, you know, just because I love you guys, I want to do this. But what I learned with free was what you could expect. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is, okay, you've asked me to do this for free. I really like you or I'm obligated to like you because you're a friend of my wife's or whatever. <laughs> like I will do, I will be, here's what I will do. Um, free does not mean everything forever. I wouldn't say that, but that's the, that's the basic message here. Free in this instance means, okay, here's the thing. Over the next six calendar weeks, you can have a total of 30 hours of my time. I don't know what we're going to accomplish with that in the sense that I don't know. I right, can't we, You don't know what, what's gonna, what you're going to wind up with other than the 30 hours. Absolutely, because let me promise you that there is not a spec for me to look at. Yeah. It's very unlikely. So first of all, I'm going to have to go and start out by being a marriage counselor for their business or band to figure out what even needs to be done. Do you imagine that somebody has already normalized all that stuff and put it into Word or whatever? Yeah. Or rich text? Very unlikely. Do you think they have all the assets that they need, even just in terms of photos of the board? Um, do you think they have, when they, when they send you this one JPEG that's like the size of a postage stamp that they want to be the homepage? All that stuff. Well, the, the, black, the black box that I would introduce is... I can give you 30 hours of my time over the next six weeks. All we need to do is schedule it. And if you need me to go in and fix problems with tab delimited data, I will do that. If you need me to do lightweight JavaScript that I can like figure out and cobble together, I'm happy to do it. If you need me to go download all the existing files from that crazy you know, shared hosting place that, that is overcharging you so that you can get it on your own server or whatever, move you to Squarespace, I could do that too. It doesn't matter what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me what we end up with. I will get as far as we can with your cooperation in that many hours. Now, if those hours include me having to email you six times about sending the correct version of this, that goes toward those hours. If part of it is me having to go in and fix the typos that you guys, that goes toward it too. So the highest level thing that I do, it's still the same amount of time. Every minute costs exactly the same. So, you know, now if I'd said to them, and a lot of times, like nice people, they'll say, could you make this website? All we have is X dollars. Let's say hypothetically 50 bucks. We see where I'm going with that. Yeah. There's no way you can make a great website for 50 bucks unless no. you're essentially doing it for free. Mm-hmm. It's just now you're doing it for free, but they, they feel like you're doing it for a million dollars. So there's no way that you can completely control those expectations, but you can at least set them to your own satisfaction and then enforce them to your own level of sanity. And I don't know any other way to do it. But... Before we t- t- tell me about a, last, a third thing you like, yeah. H- have you not found that to be true with sponsors though? I mean, I, I feel like the people I do anything with involving money, like the best relationships come out of people where you understand each other's value. Yeah, because, you know? because then both sides understand 
on the one hand, you, you, you the expectation is understood. Uh, on the other side is, you know, because how many times have you had somebody say, well, we can, you know, commit to, I'll give you five hours a week. Well, what is it? What is that? What does that mean? When there's and no I, spec. That's right. And I, and, and for me, that would be, well, we'll have to figure it out in those five hours. And you know what? Right. I just, <laughs> then it's gone. Yeah. But yeah. But like the thing is, if I, like if somebody comes to me and doesn't understand the, the, the problem space and they say, we want a website next by next month. And I say, okay, oh my God. Like I, there is no excuse that for how badly I have screwed myself at this point and how badly I have effectively lied to them. Mm. I mean, how different is that from saying, um, my, you know how you love my family? Yeah. You know how our house burned down? Yeah. Can you build us a house by next month? Well, sure. Well, I could build you anything in any amount of time if you have the right amount of resources and don't do a whole lot of other things. But if I, but you know, in the case of a website, maybe the best way is to say before we talk about those six weeks and those 30 hours, how about I start by giving you an hour for us to talk about what it is that you want to do? Because I can help you ask better questions. I can help you define a more interesting problem. And I can understand what your expectations and needs are in that amount of time. It sounds to me like what you really need is a one simple homepage, a contact page, and a PayPal link. And I can do that for you. Like you come in and you tell me you need this whole, like all these pages of, we used to call it bios and BS. My friend Alan and I, we made sites. We always called it the bios and BS, except we didn't say BS. Where people, the first thing they do is say, well, yeah, we need to drill down with you on um, uh, getting this, uh, this web property uh, potentified. And, uh, and the first thing they do is hand us a pile of Microsoft Word printouts and a bunch of photos. And it's like, that's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's like McDonald's putting up a website <laughs> that, like, it, that, that like basically explains how they wired the bathrooms. It's like nobody cares. So anyway, that has nothing to do with jury duty, but it's something that weighs on my mind all the time because in the case of the jury duty, for example, like I, um, you can hear me parsing like how, what a, that's fine for Merlin dork, I feel like, but yeah. I'm frequently amazed that more people aren't worried about that stuff. You know, if, if I commit to something, uh, in this case, I had to commit to it and I chose to, and I didn't try to get out of it. But like, if I commit to that, that has ramifications, you know, I, I know being a parent, boohoo, but it's like, if I can't pick up my kid, I can't give my wife a break. I cannot be there to take out the trash or do a couple dishes badly. Well, then I'm breaking a much more important covenant yeah. to me, you know, and, uh, it's an, it's, you know what, Dan, it's an old issue, but we haven't talked about it in a while. It's worth at least mentioning you know, if you've decided that what you do has no value, you're going to be fine. Like, don't worry. You're already so screwed and you're, <laughs> you'll never recover. So don't worry about it. Just be bitter, overworked and underpaid and you'll be fine. But like, as soon as you start realizing that what you do could be valuable, then you need to learn what you can live with. And if you haven't figured out how to make something that's valuable to other people, you have a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if the idea of two weeks or, or more of jury duty doesn't freak you out a little bit, no. well, then you're better organized than me, but you also, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know. I don't, but you know, the, the, the final thing on this before you tell me about something like, is it, it's funny to me again, vis-a-vis the last episode that like, it's weird how it took that little bit of shake up for me to go, Hmm, you know, what would I like to be doing that I'm not doing? Maybe I'll finally do this uh, comics podcast. I have reached out to a couple people who make things we read to talk to them about stuff. And, you know, um, maybe it takes something as dumb as sitting in a room with fluorescent lights and freaking out to go, 
am I living up to my own idea of what I should be pursuing rather than waiting for these things to push me around? You don't like to get pushed. When you push, you push back. I push back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you know, don't ask people to do stuff for free. You, you know, if they're going to do it for free, like, you know, don't, at least make sure the data is uh, delimited correctly. So you ever had to deal with that? You ever had to deal with the, uh, they, they, they didn't do it with the right uh, encoding or something. And now it's your fault. Like you're sitting there in Excel, like trying to do a find and replace. You ever have to do that? Oh, where you get, Yes. They go, okay, here, this is the, um, like when I would make conference sites, this was actually pretty mature, but, but there were all some kinds of, not even data-driven sites, but maybe they have to put up a table with, you know, a couple hundred rows or something. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to break that up over several pages. Or in my case, like with Cold Fusion and Dreamweaver, I'd have to figure out how to make this number appear. They go, okay, here's the data. And it's like, you know, all the, all the you know, umlauts are wrong <laughs> and they didn't qu- quote out the tabs or whatever. And you're like, and now that's you. You're, like, you're the jerk now because that's the way it is. Right. Do you work for free now? I don't, I don't like to work for free. When do you decide what to do for free? I mean, uh, sorry, if, if you decided to do something for free, what, what criteria would you apply? It, what, kind of, what kind of work are we talking about? Are we talking about um, like advice for somebody? Well, yeah, I, I, I get like, a, here's the, here's what yeah, I, yeah. Here's, oh, oh. here's the kind of free work that I get asked for these days is people will email me and they'll have a lot of questions. Usually it's about gear. And I think this stems from that very out of date, like Hive Logic podcasting equipment guide that Great I did. Post. Great post. I've done them one every year, but then I like the last one's actually more than a year old. It might even be two years old. It's you terrible. You did a special though. You did a really good special on your setup. I Well, thanks. I did that and I was hopeful that that would answer some question, but I think because I was happy to share that information with people and interested to put that out there that I am now beholden to anybody who would like to ask about the setup to go into great detail, not, <clears throat> not just asking, answering their questions uh, about my setup, but helping them customize and develop their own individual setup in their own home studio. So people will email me long and they're really nice. Like this is the thing that kills me is these people are really nice and they've listened to my shows. And I've said many times on the show, like, if you want to do a podcast, like go and do it, just get started and create something great. And, you know, people say, how do I get a show on five by five? I'll say, well, go and and do the show that you want to do. And if it's awesome, you know, then, then we'll, you know, we'll listen to it and maybe it could be, you know, so people I think then feel, you know, that like I'll help them with their setup and I would love to help them with their setup, but I can't do it like one person at a time and I'll get these really great emails from people where they'll be like, Hey, you know, I, I'm having this problem at this mic needs more gain than I thought. And here's the preamp that I'm using. And could you share the settings on your mixer with me? And, you know, do, you know, I know I don't have the same mixer. Could you help me set up mix minus on, on my mixer and what version of Skype are using it? Like, I want to help these people, but I just can't do it one at a time, you know, and I feel bad because do I reply to them in the email? Cause I don't get much email, you know, uh, <laughs> do I reply to them in the email and say like, I wish I could help you, but I can't, or do I ignore the email and then I'm a jerk either way and, or what, like, that's the kind of help that people want. And I feel like if, like, I want to help them really badly. And unlike John Syracuse, who feels no obligation to <laughs> reply to, he will read every email he gets, but he feels no obligation to reply. And he's like, it's cut and dry with him. 
I do not feel a need to reply to everyone's email. <laughs> it is unnecessary. I did not request the email to be sent to me. Therefore, I don't, you know, I can't do Sentinel that. Sentinel like, Syracuse has previous obligation right. to Pearl and Manga. And he's right. Yeah. He he doesn't have any obligation to reply, but I, I still feel guilty if I don't you've got, reply. You've got, a, you've got a problem on several levels, and it's something that, that I know I do. people, you've got a lot of problems. A lot of problems. You push back. Yeah. Push me. I, when, I, um, when I hit you, it'd be two hits. Is that right? Me Ow. hitting you, you hitting the floor. Ow. Now, Hawkeye does that. No spoilers. But uh, he can bounce it off the wall and hit you. He shows Kate how to do that. Oh, Let me Kate, tell you about this up. transporter. Okay. We got to do it. I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. But, so this, this is, this this is, is a, cool. This, kick, this thing's really cool. It is cool. I have one of them right here in our little server closet. It is a Kickstarter funded product. It is an, uh, let me throw you the, the jargon, as you say. Mm-hmm. And then we'll break it down. It is an off-cloud peer-to-peer storage drive for private sharing, accessing, and protecting of your files, of your data. You Basically, you share, you collaborate, and you back up files with other transporter devices that are anywhere in the world, okay? But you own this device, you control it, and all of your data is stored directly on the transporter. But unlike the cloud, it's only shared with people you specify. It makes it completely private. Okay, so here's how you do it. You send an invite, somebody accepts, then you're sharing. That's it. You upload files, you drag and drop. With single mouse click, you have all of your files in the safest place they could be on a device you control. So what you're doing is, first of all, it's secure, it's encrypted, and you've got unlimited sharing, you've got global access, and there are no fees ever. They have a, a connected data app that's free in the App Store. You can browse all of your files on transporters, you can download, you can store them on your mobile device. But basically, they got a cool iOS app. They do. But here's this is it's peer to peer storage. Okay. So, what this means is you, first of all, you can share stuff from this one drive, but you can also set it up so that other people have these drives and the data can get mirrored. It's all happened seamlessly. You don't have to think about it, you don't have to worry about it. You pay one time, then you can share thousands of files of any size, any type with anybody. Data is always encrypted, it's always secure. And the app is the genius part of it. Have you used this? I have one right in. Oh here. my god! I, yeah, I, I took it out. They were nice enough to send me one, and I, I took it out of the box, and it took all of about four minutes to it, get it up and running. It looks like a cone, and it has. It's very like you expect this device to be huge. It's not. It's very small. It's just big enough for you to put your SSD drive into. You can get it with drives, without drives, and you you have this thing, and it just sits there. It has a little green light on it little blue light on it and it sits there you plug it in and you're done you don't have to ever think about this thing again and then you can access it right there from your computer from multiple computers you can send someone the invite and the the files are there it takes all of and you know we've got like network address translation we've got all kinds of uh, you know firewall stuff up doesn't matter it works through that and that's that's the part of it is so simple for regular human beings to set up and people like us who are obsessed with security you know that it's encrypted. You know it's secure, and it's is really beautiful. I've barely scratched the surface with mine, but I immediately tried it for a couple things that I that I knew would be useful. There's still a lot I have not explored about the difference between the, the you know your local storage that's synced up between all of your stuff and versus the device. But especially, I have to say, the application that really intrigues me is, as you say, having more than one transporter. Mm-hmm. So yes, that would be great for a small business where you also work from home. But I think it's also really good for family stuff. A lot of people, um, this is not FUD, but I think a lot of people are understandably a little bit iffy about putting um, 
I don't even want to say private or personal, but like family photos. Like yeah. you, you may not want to, some people are, you know, reluctant about putting that stuff anywhere, which I, I totally understand, but it could be stuff like, um, you know, uh, legally acquired, um, uh, digital movies Me, that you would media. like to have. It could be your media. It could be your MP3s. But the idea is you throw them onto this thing. That syncs up with the other place. Uh, on uh, Accidental Tech Podcast, John was mentioning, like, imagine like you have a, like at a vacation home, something like that. Something, but, but something where, like, you know, you want to take this thing with you. I, the idea of having that sync between devices is very compelling to me. I have a pretty sophisticated setup for, for things involving these things. But this really simplifies it. And let me ask you a question. I haven't tried this yet. But can you, like, take it with you someplace and use it somewhere? Oh, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you also use it like, like kind of like a big drive. Yeah. I mean, you can, and this is, this is the cool thing about this is the, I think that the limitations of how much you can store per transporter, I think it's two terabytes. But if you wanted to go like, let's and if say you need more space, you add another transporter and then you still only see a single folder. On, in your dingus. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. But I mean, if, you know, if you travel somewhere that doesn't have, I mean, gosh, there's so much I do with streaming nowadays in like every conceivable flavor. I, I worry about that day when, you know, my cable provider is finally going to, you know, catch up with me on how much stuff I stream with Apple TV and things <laughs> like that. But imagine you go somewhere where you don't have, like, maybe you are going to go on vacation and your kid wants to watch Madagascar 1, 2, and 3 until you're ready to kill yourself. Like to have all of that stuff, you know, um, with you when you go somewhere or to know that when you drop it on here at work, it's also going to be there. Um, and you know, in, in, in your own private place, I don't know if this is for everybody. It's, it's, it's for a really sweet space in between like people who like, uh, some of the cloud services that are out there. Um, when I say don't trust them, I don't mean you, you assert your own meaning of what that means. Like for some people that means like, I worry about my data being hosted on other people's stuff. Right. For other people, it's also like, I just don't know. This might just, I don't know if you get this. Like, I love my Apple TV to death, but do you ever get iTunes is not available? I do get that. And I don't it understand just, it. And then I restart it and everything's fine. Yeah. I don't know why I get that. But the thing is, like I've been using a Mac since 1987. So I know stuff like turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> right. You've learned that one time. But technique. if we had a house sitter there, do you think they would be able to figure that out? Yeah. If you went to somebody's house, would you just start turning stuff off and I mean, on? I do. I do it all the time. I turn it off. I leave it off. Yeah. I push back. But uh, anyway, this is a terrific product. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but I think they have a uh, software update coming. That's yeah, I think there's a big, there's a big thing this coming voice, out. No one can hear it. Yeah, no one will hear that. Let, let me just point out one last thing why geeks Sorry, like yeah. me really like this last thing. And this is, you know, because I got tons of drives. I got tons of things like everywhere. And the one thing that I always want is offsite backup. So check this out. All right. You get two of these things. You put the second one on, it'll do this sync. It'll automatically do a sync between your main transporter that you're using and this other one. Right. And that over a local area network, I mean, that's, that takes a few minutes. Then you take the second one and you send it to your friend, your mom, you take one at work, you leave one at home, whatever. I'm going to give you one, Merlin. Oh, that's good. And then they will automatically sync up in real time with each other, okay? So that that backup, anything that I put up on my transporter is automatically going to fly over the internet securely encrypted to the one that I gave to you to put in your little uh, private office. And now I have an offsite backup in case anything ever happens. And there's granularity to the access and security for who sees what. Yeah, right? I could make it so you couldn't even get on the thing. And the URL to go to to learn more about this thing is filetransporter.com slash B 
BTW. That's lowercase. That matters. There's a code there, BTW. That will get you 10% off this thing. Filetransporter.com slash BTW code BTW, 10% off. If, if this is seeming baffling to you because Dan and I have done a poor job of explaining it, please go visit the site because they have, I believe the, uh, the term in England is a metric uh, button of uh, videos. They have a lot of really great short videos to show you how this stuff works and ample explanations of why this might be valuable to you. So yeah. please do go check out that URL. It'll be in show notes. It'll be in the notes. Thanks uh, very much to, and this was funded through Kickstarter by Connected Data. So it's a transporter. Go check it out. Filetransporter.com. Enjoy it. And thank you for supporting Five Five Back to Work. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Your first problem is that um, something that took me a long time to learn, which is sometimes uh, people and this I have no I have no method for dealing with this that is sustainable. But sometimes people are not contacting you for the reasons that they say they're contacting you to say to say I love you. Hmm. Facebook exists because people like to keep in touch with people, and sometimes when people are asking you to send your settings for mix minus, they're really saying, uh, I enjoy you. And it'd be neat if uh, we could have some contact. I do yeah. that. I do that all the time. I come up with some contrivance to write some, some somebody famous and, you know, and it's really just cause I wanted to say hi and be acknowledged. Um, I mean, I mean, and that's very flattering. And also it's very flattering that they would even want to ask me anything. There's no, there's no, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. But I mean, um, it's for a lot of us, uh, for really most of us, let's be honest, it's, it's difficult to sustain that. Especially given that, and this, I don't say this with any malice, but if you, if somebody writes to you and you write back, they will write back as well. So every time you do that, you can count on three or four emails. That's okay if you can handle it. But what can actually be worse in some cases is if you appear to start in a, an email relationship with that person and then can't keep it up, what are you going to do? Mm. It's not that you want to ignore people, but it's also going to be like, how much of that can you handle? Right. And if, said, I, if I reply to, to them, then now I, I have now opened, we've talked about this problem. I've now opened a door and the there's door, no, there's no pretty, there's no pretty way to fix this. Yeah. The door that's been opened is now unclosable because now we're, we're friends. And like, I don't mind being their friend, but they're, you know what I'm saying? Like I talked to, to uh, Syracuse about this too. Mm-hmm. But you also have you have two more problems after that, okay. um, and not you, but but anybody. The next problem is that you probably, I I feel like this is why sometimes when I start writing an email to somebody, I eventually turn it into an article, but not because I'm trying to do distributed cognition, but because it's I realize that it could be a good article. Mm-hmm. There's also this part of me that goes like, you know, um, in order to do the things that I do in front of other people. I'd have to really change the pie graph of my time budget in order to also do lots and lots of things for one person at a time. It's not that I don't care about you. It's not that I don't like you. Mm-hmm. I probably really like you. But if you were honest with yourself, you, the listener, you would understand for your for any of us, like including including you, very much. That's that's not sustainable um, over time. So you know, you could go out and make a guide every six months and put it out as a special, but that's not going to change part number one, which is some people are nice enough to want to just say hi and, and, and get a response. So you're, you're not really fixing the apparent problem. The third level in the stack, which I think is very back to work in nature, is that you're trying to, if, to rephrase what you said, you may be, what you may be really trying to say to them is don't worry about your mix minus yet. Worrying about your mix minus is why you don't have a podcast you've put out. Mm. Go put out a podcast and then worry about your mix minus. Like even if you don't release them, 
Like if I start doing this video thing again, I'll probably do, I might do th- two, three, four episodes before I release any of them again. Uh, again, see also you look nice today where we threw out two or three episodes before we ever put out one we liked. You know, if that seems like too much work, well, then you're not in the business of getting into something that you make for six months or a year. If you're not ready to throw out some of your, some of your bad pancakes to make some good ones, you shouldn't be cooking. Here's the thing, Dan. <laughs> I like when we get into this territory. Yeah, my problem is, you know... This is your wheelhouse. This is my uh, wheelhouse. This is where I live. Because nobody likes to hear... Nobody likes the answer of, you're not really asking the right question. Yeah. And to try to tell somebody... And that's, isn't that sometimes the best advice you can give to somebody? As a consultant, like as a designer, as in anything. If somebody hires you because you're a quote-unquote designer, and I've had this happen. I have gotten... I've told you this. I've, back, in, back in the day... On more than one occasion, somebody sent me a Microsoft Word document where they'd used like the underscore and like a pipe, pipes to, to make the columns of a website and say that they wanted to look like that. And I say, and you know, I probably knew enough to be dangerous even then. It's like, oh, so this is like a wireframe. You want me to like use this as a basis for it? It's like, no, no, no. I want you to make it look like that. I want you to like scan it and, and like cut it up. And so like I could be a production person at that point and like get paid less than it's worth for me to do the wrong kind of work for a project that will never be successful by design. But the most valuable thing I could do in my parlance, you know, sometimes I like to say, well, I wish you'd invited me to an earlier meeting. Mm. Like you invited me to the fourth meeting and it would have been really valuable to have me at the first or second meeting because you're now trying to implement things. My job is to help you decide what to implement and then implement it. But for myself, like to, to get the value out of what I do, like, you, you know, in my case, don't, don't hire me to come do a quote unquote talk about email. If you're asking me to do something that's antithetical to the email culture that you support and reward, that doesn't make sense. Like have me to the meeting where we talk about whether the executives are setting the right example with how they do email. That's a super interesting meeting to have. Or in that case, if you're like, you know, Doug Bowman, don't, don't, don't send Doug Bowman a Microsoft Word document with, with a horse head on it and say, make it look like this. I think you're thinking of Dave Bowman. I think you're thinking of Equus. <laughs> Moments snapped together like magnets. Okay. You know, that, uh, that last uh, 10 minutes was pretty good, but we should button this up. It's so nice to be back, Dan. I, I've missed us. Welcome back. Thank you. You too. What are you eating? Apple chips. <laughs> the show went so long. I was, you know, it only takes so much. Okay. I love you. Oh, is this done? Is it over? Yeah, I love you. I love you too, my little man. Mm-hmm.